Good morning, good morning, everybody. Court is now in session. So on the docket today, we have, I got um, an update on the Nipsey Hustle case about his estate being sued. I have um, Erica Minna and DJ Envy wife. They went, but you know, I'm going to get into that. Okay, baby daddy, thank you. Uh, I'm also going to get into the Portia Williams and her trifling ass, bald head, Scalaway, ain't got no hand to bad husband. Okay, get into um, Pastor, the cousin pastor, and K. Michelle, they got into it. So I'm going to get into that tea as well. You know, we don't make the tea. We sip the shit. We don't make it. We don't, we, we sip the shit. I, I have always been into like celebrity guys from hip hop blogging. Always. I just didn't know how to get, you know, find an outlet to do it. So now I have my outlet, so I do it. Uh, we're going to get into Black China and her Harvard scam. I got some, I want to bring you some more tea about her too. Well, not really tea, but uh, just to clear up the uh, whole, because, you know, she dated Rob Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, dated Tyga. Like, you know, everybody was wondering about that situation. I was, I'm going to get into that situation as well. Um, Not today, though. Uh, I'm going to talk about, we got Chris Rock drags DJ Kelly on, on Instagram. We got that tea. Country Wayne, everybody, you know, was talking about how Jess Hilarious is a homework and all that. So, we're going to talk about that, get her little intake on it. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Future and Sierra, Future goes on the rant on Twitter. Um, and after she gets accepted into Harvard, so we're going to get into that. Also, we got some, we got, we want to talk about Sierra and her team not being diverse and how she got dragged on social media for that. And then we're going to get into Ruby's Lessons. Now, Ruby Lessons is, today's Ruby Lessons, because, you know, Wednesdays, I do Ruby Lessons. It's the middle of the week. So, uh, Ruby Lessons are going to be, um, uh, let's see. Taking people for who they are. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. That's going to be Ruby Lessons for today. So, y'all make sure y'all get into it. Um, also, 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 if you can, please let me know down here in the comments below. Or hit the tea glass if you can hear me. Thanks for playing my request. I don't like one request for the future. Thank you. It's all good around here. I got it. I'm waiting for the update to update. You didn't get the update? Guys, make sure you go update your, um, y'all can hear me. Thank you. Guys, make sure you go update your app. It's dope as hell. If you need me to assist you on how to work the app, I definitely can tell you how to work it. I mean, you know, I'm a real smart chick, so it took me no time to figure that shit out um, while my tea is cooling off. We, gonna, we can chitter chat a little bit. So let me show you how to do it. Alright, so when you log into the app, you know, of course, it's going to look a little different. You're going to tap on your name or get go into your room. Once you go into your room, you're going to hit on. Now, when you pull up, when you go live, when you pull it up and you go live, it's going to look, it look different. It look a lot different. So, you got your settings. You have, well, you can block people and all that stuff. You have your, um, the little... Share your station am arrow that's pointing to the right. Then on the left hand side, you got the drop down button. You know what that's used for. Also, you have uh your your music is right there, so you can slide and change the song. Um, how do you play music only? What you do is you mute your mic 
and then press play for the music. That does music only. If you want music and voice, you press play while you're talking. And you hear music and um, voice. If you want voice only, you press play on the music. On the side, you have add a track, edit rotation, and then request. So everybody who has requested in my uh, a, a song in my room, they have... Um, they have, you can see it. So you hit request and then you're able to see the request that people have requested in the show. So those of you who don't know how to work the app, you welcome. That's Grimey. You know, I love it. So I love it. I love me. Me and Grimey had not had our little dispute before, but we got back cool. So that's how you do the app. So now we about to get into some motherfucking Let's, let's drink this tea. We're going to goddamn applaud some motherfuckers today. We're going to fire some shots at some people today. All right. So. Oh, thanks, Vince. Okay. Hold on. Okay. So, today. What is down session? The docket is here. So today I am going to be talking. I'm gonna see if air make sure everybody can okay. I'm on. I am muted. Okay. I want to make sure I am muted in that end. Alright, so the music group that according to so shout out to all my sources. I got a shout out according to the Blast, Pet T Blog, NC Tough TV, was T Sis, Celebrity Insider. I have to shout out uh COS by Cos. I'm thinking, what is that? Let me what what website is that? Did I um did I? No, I didn't delete. I didn't go out of there. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. So it's called, I don't, it's called, the website is called COS. So I'm thinking consequences. I don't know. It's called COS. Um, and, uh, yeah. So we're going to, by way of TMZ, Lionel B Show. We got Melanin Monroe, Paris Million, and it's Press Expressive Channel. So that's all my sources. All right, so today, the music group that was suing Nipsey Hussle drew back on their lawsuit, um, so his estate is no longer being sued. Either one or two reasons why they drew back. Either they end up going ahead and paying them the money, or they feel sympathy for, empathy and sympathy for his family and his death, and they drew back for uh, you know from the lawsuit. Those are the two reasons that I felt like they drew back from the lawsuit. Um, so that was that. I'm glad that went well because uh, he needs to rest in peace. A lot of people don't let you rest in peace when you're resting. Even when you're alive, you never can get a chance to rest in peace. Um, Erica Menon and DJ Envy wife go back and forth on social media, but the wife ends the cla- the, ends the, the social media back and forth and it's with a classy clapback. But Erica Menon says she's still going to come out and tell her truth. Now, if you missed the tea yesterday about Erica Menon and DJ Envy, they have had a long, 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 long affair. If you do not know who, D- if you do not, if you do, if you don't know who DJ Envy is, he is the proud owner of the Breakfast Club, Proud 105.1, and how we got to dig into this information is because he banned Safari from Power 105.1 for no reason. So people did it. We did. I did a little digging. People did a little digging, and we found out that hey, him and Erica Mina had a long time um, affair. He was married at the time. She said she didn't know he was married. Um, so forth and so forth. So it came out. 
He says he don't want Safari at the station with all that bad energy and all this and all that. Because, of course, he ain't going to want to hear about her. Because whatever the case may be. But anyway, we went into that tea yesterday. If you missed the show yesterday, good morning. Who just came in the room? I can't even see who these people are. DJ MKJ, what's up? If you missed the show yesterday, oh, you can tag motherfuckers in comments and every you can okay, cool. All right, if you missed the show yesterday, you can always go back to my podcast, which is on my Ruby Jew Radio IG. The link is in the bio. You can always go to my podcast, or you can go to my website, click the links in my website, and it will lead you to my podcast. And you'll be able to listen to my podcast from there. Subscribe to my podcast. Or, you know, donate whatever you would like to do to my podcast. You can either donate 99 cents a month, baby. Feed the hungry, bitch. I'm a poor little rich girl. Feed me, okay? Anyway, a dollar a month ain't going to kill you. Shit. I'm going to start advertising that shit. Donate to Ruby Jew. A dollar a month. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, next on the docket. So, hit the docket on those two. Congratulations to Nipsey Hussle. Let's clap for him and his estate. His, um... His estate not being sued, they withdraw the lawsuit. Let's check that. Also, let's find some shots at DJ Envy. Like, you doing all that, nigga. And you a fucking cheater just like the rest of these. Okay? Alright, shots have been fired at that. Alright, so. Portia Williams. Now, earlier this week, I reported on Portia Williams. Now, Portia Williams and Dennis uh, McKinley has reportedly split. If you missed the Portia Williams and Dennis McKinley tea, you must go on my podcast. Now, everything that I'm saying is allegedly, okay? So, allegedly. Even though the blogs have reported it and I got the tea, I got the receipts for all that, I'm going to say allegedly because the bitch ain't got no money, okay? Anyway, so allegedly, Portia Williams and Dennis McKinley reportedly split. Portia kicked him out of the house. She done took her wedding ring off, her engagement ring off. Portia has uh, unfollowed Dennis on IG. And reportedly, they allegedly slept together on the first night, which means things move. You know, as as a wise person once told me, um, when you move too fast, you'll, you'll fall. What's the high say? You move fast, you fall first, or something like that. If you move too fast, you'll fall first. Or it was something to that sense. Basically, just saying, when you move too fast, things don't goddamn work out. You know what I'm saying? You have to take the time to get another person. You know, you move a lot, you move fast, you fall first, or something to that extent. But anyway, y'all know exactly what I mean. So, you know, things did go pretty quickly in their relationship. Um, she seems a little desperate for a million that man, because he's a scam, allegedly. Okay? Even though the court documents, you know what it is, I'm going to say allegedly, okay? Because I ain't trying to to get sued. Dennis is a scamming-ass motherfucker on his rich... She fucking on his rich-ass, scamming-ass nigga, okay? (laughs) He got, uh... He got mad when she asked him to pay rent. Motherfucker say he ain't going to pay no rent because his motherfucking name ain't on no goddamn papers. Now, hold on, bitch. If you live up in my house, up in my crib, you're going to pay half or something. Or you're going to be living at your man's house or in a goddamn box. If you got so much motherfucking money, then guess what? Yes, could be living on your goddamn own. So, then he goes and look at houses and all that without her. They supposed to be married, but he going to look at houses separately from her and putting down payment on houses and all that. As if to say, you know how, as my granddaddy say, his daddy always taught him to keep a spell. So, as if to say, just in case this shit don't work out over here, I'm going to have me some spell over there. You know, but anyway, you know how men work out. You know how men do. Um, and he's trying to control Portia Williams every move. Like he's trying to control her, her um, what her money. 
Now, yesterday, well, it was yesterday, earlier this week, we got into him, you know, and his ex-wife and how he controlled the money and all this stuff and how I'm going to get into that too. But he's trying to control everything in her career. Shaw ain't having that shit. Shaw like, hell no. I ain't having that motherfucking shit. So she has flipped from him. I hope she ain't putting that in that girl in his goddamn name, Jesus. I hope she ain't putting that in his name. So Portia is definitely worried about his business practices. As you know, he owns Queen Virgin Remy, which is a hair company. According to um Magistrate Court of Fulton County, Georgia, is where I live. Hi, hi, shout out to ATL. Kimberly Garlic accused McKinley of selling her four hundred dollars worth of goddamn horse hair. What is supposed to be human hair? Four hundred dollars worth of horse hair, which was a fake ass hair. Faulted merchandise. He later filed a motion to get that uh, lawsuit. The motion to get that lawsuit dismissed. But uh, Shanice Thompson, which was his ex-wife slash ex-girlfriend, whatever wife-girlfriend, was taken to court for trademark infringement, conversion. Now, how you going to take her to court for trademark infringement girl, uh, uh, and conversion when she actually was the brains? I'm thinking it was the money and the brains behind, allegedly behind the motherfucking operation. So... McKinley uh, was saying she, what's she saying? I can't even read my own handwriting. Oh, he's saying she sold $5,900 worth of merchandise, which is not, I don't, I don't know. It says she sold $5,900 worth, uh, $5, worth of merchandise. So according to Radar Online, um, who is this? Okay, don't email me while I'm on live. Why do people do that? Like, Oh, my God. Don't eat that before I'm on live. <laughs> According to Radar Online, uh, her name is Thomason, avoided jail by claiming she was part owner in which she in which she did. Of course, in my opinion, she did. Of course, he talked into putting everything in his name. This is my opinion from the preview, from just from his actions and things of that nature that shows that, okay, yes, he's a scam. A lot of people are blogging, a lot of people that are saying he's a scam. Even Candy allegedly saying that he's a scam. Candy, you know Candy from Escape. Uh, she eventually was locked up on shoplifting charges. He admitted that he did discuss joining a separate business under uh, a joining. He did admit that he was going to help her. I guess they was going to join. He was going to create a separate business under a single business storefront, which would have been Cream version Remy. But I'm trying to figure out what separate business would you have created. I don't know. People do dumb. People do crazy shit. So uh, she did deny the, the shoplifting allegations once they got to court. Um... In her counterclaim, because she kind of sued him, and they settled out of court in July of 2018. So, I said all that to say, I just want to provide y'all with some proof and some receipts that this man is a allegedly a scam. And allegedly, he goes around preying on women with low self-esteem, allegedly, or women that he feel are desperate in need, allegedly. And he used them to start businesses and create money. He's a $30 million man now, um, allegedly. And I just wanted to just go into depth in some of his bad behavior because we talked about him earlier this week with him and Portia and how she found out this, that, and the third and how he in the animal porn and how he a co-head and all this and all this and all that. So, yeah, you know. And you people, you be, and, and you know, us as people think, oh, these people are celebrities, they're good. You know, a lot of times, I know me personally, when I say a celebrity, I'm thinking like, oh, he's good, they're good, they got enough money to do this, do that. They straight, they don't need shit. They got this kind of money, that kind of money. They don't want for that, and they good people. You don't think like none of this stuff they doing 
is real or none of this stuff they're doing is coming to a halt. But guess what? You got to realize they're people too. They're people just like we're people. And they were doing this shit before they got famous and got money. And they still continue to do the same shit. Now they do have money. They're, they're even more overindulgent in the shit now. Because they got up. They got things they got to upkeep. Okay? So they're living an expensive life. All right. Good morning to everybody that's in the building. Let me shout out everybody that's in the building. I want to shout out Playbook, Vikram, Queen Music, Black Queens, Who's Your Daddy Podcast, That's Grimy, and Puff Radio. Welcome to the Ruby Jewel, Ruby Sips. I get what? I don't make the tea. I sip that motherfucker, okay? We hit the docking on motherfuckers in here. If you're new to the show, welcome to the show. I get into a lot of celebrity gossip, a lot of celebrity tea. We talk about different topics. Ain't shit off limits in this motherfucking room. Whatever the fuck we want to talk about, we fucking talk about, okay? All right, so we're going to buy some shots at his uh, line ass, okay? Scheming motherfuckers. Not a thing. I'm telling you, that shit is going to backfire on his ass. And Portia Wiggins gonna run like Forrest Gump with, with them goddamn new legs that he had. That's what she better do. She better run like it ain't no tomorrow. But she she out. She need to stay out because this man is planning on goddamn ruining her motherfucking career. Allegedly. Okay? All right. So, moving on, moving on. All right. So, we moving on to one of my favorite. It's going to be my favorite tea for the day. Pastor, the cussing pastor. Now, if you don't know who the cussing pastor is... I need to play you a clip of the custom pastor. Let me just remind you who the fuck the custom pastor is. Let me see if I can find this clip of the motherfucking custom pastor. Cussing motherfuckers ass. Ah! Cussing pastor. The custom pastor, baby. That motherfucker, that is something serious. You hear me? Custom pastor uh, video clip. Let me play you a clip of this motherfucker cussing. Oh, here it go, right here. So we finna play a cussing pastor video clip. Y'all get into it. Stay tuned. He is the truth. That he is. Oh, Shanaka Ellison, how you a pastor in cursing? Be aware of the problems. We are definitely living in our last age. Well, bitch, let me tell you something. <laughs> you must be a bitch. Like, sure. yes, I cuss. I'm the cussing pastor while your motherfucking pastor ain't doing a goddamn thing. I'm the custom pastor that used my platform to raise $6,000 for this mother who was going through a plight while these other ignorant-ass, non-functioning-ass pastors wasn't doing a motherfucking thing in this city. Now, if that bothers you that I'm a custom pastor, then get your motherfucking ass off my damn page. <laughs> See, I don't play. It's about being real. It's about the truth. And I don't give a damn what none of you bitches said and none of you whole-ass oh, niggas either. either. It's about telling the truth just like it is. So, bitch, bye. I'm going to take you off the page so you don't have to worry about it. See, y'all be worried about the wrong thing. You curse. Yes, I curse. Hell, Jesus probably curse. Jesus be sitting up in heaven looking at you ignorant ass nigga. <laughs> Damn, I made that food. having me in tears oh my god i just be laughing because i'm like oh hell nah this motherfucker cussing like hell so that was the cussing pastor he went viral like last year even before last sometimes so <laughs> this motherfucker is funny you hear me the cussing pastor is funny so what i'm gonna do um so good morning to everybody that's joining who are listening in so the cussing pastor goes with goes at k michelle he has receipts about her being um behind on her motherfucking rent bitch she ain't got it 
she ain't got it. And I think part of the reason why K. Michelle is not as rich and as prominent as has much money as she supposed to, or is or, or she's not uh, as high in the industry as she, as she needs to be, because she can sign her ass off. It's mainly because of her attitude. Nobody wants to work with her rude attitude, allegedly. We're gonna, everything is allegedly. So she done um, fucked up the man's house, painting the motherfucking walls pink. She didn't want to get a man back his keys. Now, I'm going to read you. I'm going to... Lynn, she doesn't have a bad attitude, allegedly. Yeah, she does. She does have a bad attitude. Okay, you said she does. Okay, yeah, she do. Passing on post of the receipts. Um, what, how this beef all started is because she tried to slander a black judge that uh, was accused of rape and drugging, but none of these allegations have proven to be true. Um, so she decides to interject herself into a situation that didn't, that didn't concern her. Now, this black judge is happens to be a friend of the cussing pastor, and he stepped in to be like, look, you need to pull back, stop with all the shenanigans, all the social media blasting and doing all that extra stuff before I start putting your business out. While you trying to get this man removed, you don't even know what the hell really going on. So she kept running on, kept doing her thing. So the cussing pastor, get the goddamn cabal court is now in session. The cussing motherfucking pastor went ahead and pulled them motherfucking receipts. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you the viral video that went viral of them arguing. I'm also going to play him talking about the situation. I'm also going to read some receipts about... um. The leasing information and things of that nature. He showed pictures of the house. How she tore the house up and every goddamn thing. So, right now, we're going to get into this video that shows... Um, hold on. I wanted to talk about... I wanted him to talk about... Hold on. We're going to pause right there. All right. So, let's see. So, right now, we're going to get into this video... With them arguing and things of that nature. Now, the, the sound kind of sound distorted a little bit, but it'll get better as the video play. So, let's get into this. It's a seven-minute video. Am I going to play the full seven minutes? I don't know. Depending on what y'all want to hear. Y'all let me know in the comments if y'all want to hear the full seven-minute video. Or if y'all want to goddamn just, you know, stop and talk about it. So, here we go. Okay? We're going to press play. <laughs> thousand dollar a month rent 
mansion that she was trying to live in, then her trifling ass painted the walls pink. I talked about her. Well, she said she's going to call the police on you. Call the police on me. She said, you stalking her. I don't even know the bitch. I don't know this bitch. I ain't never seen this bitch a day in my life. I don't know her. But she said she's going to call the police. I said, well, tell the bitch that I said, call the police. So I went on over to my table, my normal spot, sat down. I'm waiting on my three pounds of crab legs. Dale sitting there. She done ordered some crab legs. And they got the biggest shrimp. I ain't never seen these, these shrimp this big. That's a ooh. So I'm sitting there. She calls the police three times. I'm just sitting there, just minding my business. Again, I'm waiting on my three pounds of crab legs. I ain't said a thing to her. Nothing. <laughs> so the police never come. So I guess her being a big star and things, uh, she got tired of waiting. So K. Michelle gets up and y'all know I'm petty. Y'all do know I'm petty. So I laughed. I said, bitch, you ain't got no clout. You mean to tell me you a big singing sensation and the police won't even come? So she commenced to cussing me. She did. She, she started calling me a whole bunch of names. In fact, let me tell you what the bitch did. She had a piece of napkin that she had wrote a whole script out on what she was going to call me. I swear for God she did. Because people gave it to me. Gave it to, no, well, they, they showed it to me because she said her lawyer was going to pick, come pick it up. So I said, bitch, please, do you really think that you can out cuss me? I am the cussing pastor. And bitch, I don't give zero about you. And this queer looking guy you got with Dr. Cat, what's his name? Caston. Caston. He act more feminine than she did. But then she do like eating coochie. She do like eating coochie. She's admitted on TV she's a coochie eater. So, and one girl on there admitted that she had been eating a coochie for two days. I said, well, damn, that must be some mighty good taste of coochie. <laughs> somebody stays between your legs for two days. Then she comes back and she said, Dr. Sims ain't got no problem with it. Did you send that to me, Dale? I did. Did you? She did it. What's that show she on? Love and loving hip-hop or something. But see, I wasn't bothering her. I didn't know you. But you got the right one. 
You, you, oh, Jesus, if, if ain't nobody told you before, you got, let me see. Okay, so, uh, hey, Michelle, damn, baby, you know, with your nun singing it, I listened to one of your little songs, you know, you fair, but I've heard some folk in the celestial choir sing better than your ass do, and you must not be making no money, they evicted you, and then you wanted to talk about poor Judge Thompson, how bad he was for evicting your ass, and you ain't paid your rent for six, seven, eight, nine, ten months. But you want to come at me. I don't give a damn about you or the horse that you rode in on or the wound that you crawled your ass out of. I'm the one. That if you want to have this verbal war with me, then that's, then let's do it, baby. Let's do it. I wanted the police to come so bad. I did. I sat there. I ate my crab legs slowly, hoping that the police would come on in the room, but they didn't come. Came. You ain't got no clout in this city. Don't nobody give a damn about your ass in this city, you know, and here you are, you call yourself a mega star, a superstar singer, and you running around with this queer looking guy. Put a wig on him and he looks more woman than you. Oh, hell no. All right, is, is that enough on, 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 on that? And if you want to fly, to reply to me on social media, bitch, I'm the one. Come on. Do what you do. All right. Ooh. So you heard. So you heard the motherfucking cussing passing what the fuck he had to say. So what I want to do is I want to read. I want to read um, the least information that about K. Michelle. So she's getting put out of her other home that she pays $10,000 per month on. She's messed up the man house. She's painted the walls pink. Um, all kind of stuff. So it says the lease between... The lease between K. Michelle was an eight-month lease for $10,000 per month. Excuse me. The lease also states that Michelle was to pay a $30,000 deposit. In reading the lease, you will see that she did not have the right to paint the walls pink. Other than just evil, why would this woman who was $70,000 behind in her rent destroy property that she did not own? K. Michelle tried to play the big celebrity role, but I think now everyone sees she's been living a lie. And so the video goes on with uh, more documentation. Uh, I'm going to let it play out a little bit until it gets to the part that I wants to read. But until that time, a lot of these celebrities do that. You know, I don't know what the hell going on. I mean, I guess when you... Oh, shit. My damn phone rang. I don't know who this is, but I finna get hung up on. Okay. I guess when you, um, okay, boom, here it goes. Let me pause. Let me pause. Let me pause. 
So it says, K. Michelle, after receiving a notice to vacate the mansion she was renting for $10,000, located at 495 King Stable in Memphis area, decided to vandalize the $3 million residence. The mansion has a total of 15 rooms, 7 bedrooms, 8 baths, and 2 and eight bathrooms, and 2 half baths. Michelle was $70,000 past due on her rent. She seems like the singer... Seems like the singer was living above her means. This is documented proof of her vandalism in the house she and her boyfriend, Castan Sims, reside in. So, it is crazy. So, all the, you know, I'm going to say allegedly, but these are facts. And they show pictures of the house. And um, they show the court documents where the guy um, was like, trying to get out the house. She didn't want to get the keys back to the house. Um... I just can't believe it. So that's what's going on with her. Then I'm going to play. Um, he speaks some truthful things inside of this message that I wanted to play. I'm going to play a little bit of it. Um, and also, let's talk about him getting attacked for running his mouth. Well, I'm going to read the article and yeah, we can go from there. Well, I might say that for another day, but while we on him, we might as well say that. So we finished that one. Um, so I'm going to play this little clip video of him just talking about some things and just speaking the truth about how these, how people do us and stuff like that. So I want to definitely get into depth into that and um, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. He was going to blast her, and so he did. You just like up. Uh, hands up around your renting. A $10,000 a month mansion so you can look like you're rich? Bitch, please. Look it like, may like it, you somebody. $10,000 a month to rent somebody else's mansion. Then when you don't pay the bill, you get mad and go and mess up the folks' property? You want to paint the walls pink? And then I see folk on social media trying to go along with your madness because your ass can sing a damn song? And see, here's what white record companies do to you Negroes. You Negroes want to look like y'all got something. So y'all go instead of investing your money and doing something for yourself. You want to look like you Hollywood. Well, you actually look like you Hollywood in North Memphis, Hollywood in Chelsea. Don't call me. I don't need to talk to you right now. I'm talking. it out here. See, when black folks stop faking the funk and you decide to be real, then our society, our culture as a people will be better. You you young thugs, you are fake like you tough. Your asses ain't tough. You tough with a gun in your hand. Lay the gun down and prove to us you really mean
don't know. I don't. I don't even know what to say about this one. We as a race of people have nobody to blame but ourselves. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, y'all. Y'all can. Y'all can tag. K. Michelle, I, you think I give a damn about y'all tagging K. Michelle? Don't you think about now somebody done tagged her? Well, you heard it from the cousin pastor himself. So the hey, Ian, girl. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, I do like the new update. It is definitely fire. I'm fucking with it. So you heard it from the custom pastor himself. Him and K. Michelle got into it. She tried to drag the judge for evicting her. Really, in order for you to get evicted, the person who owned the house has to go down there and file a summons to get you up out the fucking house. So then she inserted herself in a situation that had nothing to do with her. So yeah. And then um, excuse me, it just in. Well, that was in 2015. Um, that the cousin pastor did get attacked by a man. He swung on him, um, in a restaurant. You know, you know, when you tell them the truth, people get offended. So I really don't want to read this. It's kind of like outdated. It's, uh, it's some years old, but just know he has been approached and he do get on men and women because I, you know, I've watched him a little bit and I like the cousin pastor cause he keep it real. Unlike some of these other pastors out here who be lying to you like Pastor John Gray, excuse me, uh, allegedly, be out here lying to you like they're uh, holier than thou and they're doing this and that and the third. And I want to get on his cheating scandal too, Pastor John Gray, because he tried to go at Derek. Him and his wife tried to go at Derek Jackson. Is it Darren Jackson or something like that? About what's the tea? Oh, oh, I'm getting into the good seats Now, I just talked about uh, Thaddeus. You know, y'all know the cousin pastor. I just talked about his uh, beef with K. Michelle. Now, he dragged her ass and her husband and his bitch. They can't afford to pay her motherfucking rent. Allegedly, she done tried for a house. Don't want to get her keys up. And she trying to come out the cousin pastor because the cousin pastor and the judge uh, are friends. And so, you know, he she tried. She attacked him in the restaurant. I know y'all seen that video when it went viral. She verbally attacked him or whatever the case may be. So, I just talked about that. Y'all heard that for y'all self. But I got to play his cussing clip one more time. Because that shit was funny as a motherfucker. Do you hear me? When I first seen that shit, I like the cussing pastor. I was like, I got to go visit his church in Memphis. I'm going to have to put these titties in his face. Because he like titties in his face. Oh, Shanaka Anderson. I got to play it one more time. Be aware of the problems. We are definitely living in our last age. Well, bitch, let me tell you something. You must be a bitch. Like, sure. Yes, I cuss. I'm the cussing pastor while your motherfucking pastor ain't doing a goddamn thing. I'm the cussing pastor that used my platform to raise $6,000 for this mother who was going through a plight while these other ignorant-ass, non-functioning-ass pastors wasn't doing a motherfucking thing in this city. Now, if that bothers you that I'm a cussing pastor, then get your motherfucking ass <laughs> damn page. Plain and damn simple. See, I don't play. It's about being real. It's about the truth. And I don't give a damn what none of you bitches said and none of you whole ass niggas either. It's about <laughs> telling the truth just like it is. So, bitch, bye. I'm going I'm to take you off the page. 
so you don't have to worry about it. See, y'all be worried about the wrong thing. You curse. Yes, I curse. Hell, Jesus probably cursed. Jesus be sitting up in heaven looking at you ignorant ass Negroes and saying, damn, I made that fool. That shit is funny. He's a goddamn docking on that shit. Let's find some shots that K. Michelle ass for not handling her motherfucking business. And worry about everybody else goddamn being the enemy. See, when you worry about other motherfuckers business, you got to goddamn take care of yours too. Okay? Shots been fired and congratulations to the custom pastor for pulling that information out. I appreciate that. Let's give him a round of applause. Let's cheer him on. Great job. All right. Moving on to the docket. He on, that's your Uncle Vanity. I need to bring your ass up real quick. So, um, he is on, you can type in, I type, when I type in cussing past the video clip on Facebook, I mean on Instagram, I mean on YouTube, I type in cussing past the video clip. He a cussing pastor, pastor cussing the motherfucker ass. Ah, that shit is so goddamn funny. Oh my gosh. If you want to know about the Kim and McKay Michelle beef, it's all over YouTube. Hey, Vanity, good morning. What's the worst? I wasn't saying that was my uncle. I was saying Ruby, he tell the truth like us. That's our uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like him because I like these other pastors who be lying and just acting like they just holding it yeah, down and they doing all that. Two years ago, like he the truth, bruh. Have you he been don't his, get no fucks. Have you been to his church? Hell no, nah, but I, I, I have on Facebook. <laughs> yes, he does have a Facebook page. It's Thaddeus. I'm going to put his name in the comments. His name is Thaddeus Matthews, a.k.a. the Cussing Passel. Cussing Passel. Passel will cuss your ass the fuck out, okay? Show the fuck wheel. He'll let you know where to get on and where to get off. God damn it. He got there. He he went in on Cape Shell, though. Oh, he, he just let her have it, have it. Like, shit. I just report on it. I'm like, damn, sis. Chicken lollipop. Oh, chicken lollipop. Chicken. That, chicken. Bitch, <laughs> that chi I call her chicken lollipop. Her ass, her goddamn legs look like a stick and her ass like a, 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 a drumette. She's a chicken lollipop. That, I call her chicken. That bitch built like a bootleg fucking corn dog. That was the fuck she built. That bitch built like, like a chicken lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken lollipop ass motherfucker. Okay, so yeah, that's what you can Google. That's what you can Google on him. So thank you for that, Thaddeus Matthews. I shouted out all of my um, all my. I get him another shout out once I get done with the show. I shout out all my chicken lollipop. I she probably you know what? That's how I know that a lot of these celebrities don't have shit to do because they're able to respond to fans and. Response to controversial drama, they don't be that goddamn busy. If I was a celebrity, oh, so that's when they ain't popping. When they ain't popping, they got time for it. But when we got them popping, they can't respond. Ain't that they shit. don't have time for that shit at all. But I'm like, damn. When I when I come and I want to keep myself busy with restaurants, and I'm gonna be. I ain't gonna have time to read y'all. I might be able to read a little bit of the comment. I ain't gonna be having time to be sitting down and analyzing and going back and forth with you and talking. About, nah, I ain't gonna have time for all that. What's up, trap, 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 trap? Hey! Alright, so the next goddamn Vanity, what you been up to? Did she mute her mic? I think she muted her mic. 
Good morning to everybody that's in the building. L M A Z Z, Trapper John. Think Vanny D left. That's Grimey Queen Music. Can hear me. Oh, I can hear you. I can hear you now. Hold on, I'm ordering my lunch. Can I get a number one? Add cheese, no tomatoes, cut in half. Yes, bitch. I want. I want one too. What you like that medium today? Yes, I like that medium. And what you drink with it? You can uh, get me a large. Strawberry fella. We don't have that. Ah, damn. Well, let me get a uh, vi- uh, root beer. Anything else today? Nah, no. Seven eighty two first burger. Yes, ma'am. Girl, where you ordering at? Burger King. Ooh, I like me some Burger King, but I'm trying to cut down on the fast food. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, make me a turkey. I'm going to make me a turkey burger with some homemade fries when I'm done with y'all today. That's going to be my lunch. Goddamn, send this shit express mail then, goddammit. <laughs> That's going to be my lunch for today. Okay, so hit the dog. We're moving on to Black China and her harvest. Now, let me tell you, allegedly, let me tell you how dumb allegedly that she is. Her ass the motherfucking pay a motherfucker to get into Harvard. So listen, y'all know she was all on the she block. Scandal? Huh? She ain't just learned from that white people scandal? I don't think she did. But you know she was out on the blogs. Like, she, you know, I'm talking about she got upset into Harvard and all that. So Harvard came back like, hey, we don't have no motherfucker by the name of Angela White in our database. Neither did we send a motherfucking acceptance letter out to any goddamn by the name Angela White. Lada said she was on online classes for business and analytics at Harvard School. And we just thinking this bitch got beauty, fake ass, and brains, allegedly. But obviously, she only got two uh, out of the three. Okay? Uh, allegedly. So, that, I'm about to... A definition of fake it until you make it, huh? <laughs> she got scammed. What she did, Grimey? She did get scammed. So, um, Black, Black China fraudulent letter seems to tie into an alleged scam orchestrated by a PR manager named Christian Ilimilano who offered her, uh, uh, um, who offered to enroll her in some classes and, uh, complete a required course online on Black China's behalf. So, so you, so you basically hired somebody to complete an online course for you. This is what it says. Or was complete an online course wow. with Black China on, on her behalf. According to TMZ, a little, a little, Ilimiano offered the services for a thousand dollars on top, so a thousand dollars down, and then two hundred twenty-two thousand two hundred. Uh, what? Hold on, y'all. Y'all know I get tongue tied because I talk fast. Two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars of tuition fee. Email. He made up his fake ass email and sent her ass, and she thought she had got it accepted to goddamn harbor when her ass really didn't. So I wondered did they press. Charges on her, or like what actually took place? Her ass should have called Cleo and seen that bullshit coming. So she was like, for her part, she maintained she never accepted a uh, 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 Ilimiano's offer and said she's intending to take the course on her own now. Okay, so you said you never accepted an offer, but you are on the blogs, which is they have proof and receipt that you're posting that you got accepted to Harvard. So you did actually accept the goddamn, you did actually accept that scam, but you didn't want to take the file for the shit, so you going to deny it. The power screenshot, goddammit. So they got her ass, they got her on there, she did accept that shit, like she did. So hit the gavel on her, we going to fire some shots at her ass, well congratulations for thinking that you got in the shit, so we going to clap for that. 
And the clap, let's give her a round of applause for thinking that she was just that smart to get up into Harvard. And then let's also Boy, find some shots. Right. So let's also find some motherfucking shots for her ass, man. Dumb enough to think you're going to pay a thousand dollars down and then your tuition going to be $2,250 for Harvard. Bitch, Harvard cost. Okay. Oh, so she, she didn't got the least option to learn deal. <laughs> right. That's the deal that she got. So, Black China, baby, I don't want to tell you, but that wasn't a smart move. All right, so we on to the heated docket. We're on to the Chris Rock drag DJ Khaled. Now, everybody want to know what the fuck DJ Khaled do. Everybody want to know what the fuck DJ Khaled do. Yeah, she got scammed like a motherfucker. Everybody want to know what the fuck DJ Khaled do. So Chris Rock. I mean, no, they're saying like, what does he do? Like, all he do is yell over records and shit. So Chris Rock been posting like shady ass memes on his Instagram. He been talking shit. Like, what the fuck does DJ Khaled actually does? Like, what did he do? You know what I'm saying? He has been, um, DJ Khaled is like the highest paid middleman. You know what I'm saying? DJ Khaled did Ace Hood. Y'all know who Ace Hood is. He's a rapper. He did him a dirty motherfucking deal. And Ace Hood said he been having financial issues ever since he did that deal with him. But this is my thing with artists. Never do a deal with an artist slash record record label owner. Because you will never get to that top part. Because they want themselves to be on top. So they ain't going to push you like they're supposed to. No, he don't make beats. He has somebody else make his beats. But DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled is like, he is the new era funk flex and DJ Clue. Like, you know what I'm saying? He go buy a plethora of beats from producers and then he go put the crazy tracks that we want to hear put together. So he put compilations of music that you wouldn't otherwise hear on someone's album together. Plus, he was in shots as like, DJ Khaled been grinding for a long ass motherfucking time as a DJ. Okay, so, well then we're gonna have to get in touch with Chris Rock and we're gonna have to let him know that because Chris Rock seems to not believe that what he does is he call him he has zero talent. That's what Chris Rock I mean, allegedly said. Everybody don't think Chris Rock is funny. Some of them think he tell dad jokes. So yeah, I mean, well, how would he feel if if Khaled came and said, well? Well, all you do is tell dad jokes. You know what I mean? Even though he's been in the game for a long time. Well, Chris Rock, you heard that. I don't know if you ever listen to this podcast. By the time you listen to this podcast, I'm, this shit probably going to be old as a motherfucker. But anyway, um, so that's what was said. I mean, Chris, you know, Chris Rock, he always have his life. You know, he want to put his two scene in here, two scene in there. You know, Chris Rock, I would want to run his mouth somewhere, so. That's just what he said. He got a new segment coming out. Who? Chris Rock? Yeah, he got a new show coming. Oh, yeah. He trying to... You know what? Celebrities kill me. I was trying to stay in the loop, but they, they want to stay in the loop. They want to get... And this is the thing that I had. I mean, I'm gonna, and I'm going to get into that when I, when I get into this future stuff. But um, he has fucked over a lot of artists. Anybody who signed... They were saying allegedly anybody who signed under DJ Khaled don't really get all their money and get all the fame and all that shit like they're supposed to. Because, look, hey, he's already big. Like, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, And then, also, I didn't even know he had a left. Personally, I didn't even know he had a record label. I didn't know DJ Khaled even had a record label. I don't know if he's a hype man or whatever he is. Huh? We the best music. Well, I'm thinking that there's just something that he... He always say we best. 
So I'm thinking that I'm just thinking that that is something that he um then you know he just said like if I say I want Ruby Jew Incorporated, so I'm just you know, I'm thinking he's just doing business with these people. I'm not actually thinking he got like a whole record label or whatever like that. I didn't know that. Then they said him and Timberland. Good morning, old meditation. How you doing? Then they say him and Timberland were sued for millions of dollars for stealing samples. For sending someone samples, but I'm thinking if you got your hand in production, when you do enough research to know if you're sending somebody samples or not. All right. Obviously, his hands is not in production. Obviously, he just he just the name on all face. Yeah, he just buying the beats and producing the tracks and putting his name on it. That's it. And then is he a culture vulture? Like some people saying, is he a culture vulture? I can see that in some instance. I can see that. Is he a culture vulture? Is he goddamn vulture in the culture? Is he? So I think Ace Hood could have been bigger though. Ace Hood could have been way bigger, but but he but he um decided to sit. See, that's what happened when we sell out. That's what happened when we sell ourselves short of the glory that we deserve. We get lesser. Don't expect to put. Don't expect to get more when you putting it. When you not even, excuse me, putting it. I ain't gonna say he didn't put in the work, but don't expect to get more when you sell yourself short. You sold yourself right, short, so get what you did what you don't get. I, if I okay, say if I was to ever sign to somebody TV produ- production, radio production, or even somebody's label, I'm not gonna ever sign to somebody's label who is already already an artist or already a radio personality or already a TV personality. You know why? Because I never be big as them. They would never put me above them. They always want to look like the big shot. And they want to look like I'm their protege. I'm under them. Everybody want to be important. Everybody want to be bosses. Everybody wants to feel and look a certain way and be a certain way. But right. if I, it, 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 just like me, I plan to own my own publishing company. The only, I do, I actually do right now. I just got to put some work behind it. But the only reason I am an artist and I'm doing all this shit so I can make the connects. So when I do go grab my people, I can just put them on like that. And I can make more money being behind the scenes and in the forefront. People going to know who I am because, okay, well, I've been, I've been on Ruby 10 years. She, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. That's the only reason why I'm doing, going through the whole motion of being an artist, being a radio personality and all that stuff. So I can understand it. But these motherfuckers right here, they want the money. They want it all. They want it all. They want all your motherfucking money. They want the fame to come with the money. They want you to be their little bitch. I'm sorry. I can't be that. I can't kiss ass. I'm not doing that for you, nobody, or anybody else. So, I don't know what kind of deal he signed, but yo got it bought his stuff out. His deal and bought himself up. He bought himself out of the that Birdman gave him. Ace Hood can do the same shit. You just got to put the work in. There's so many different avenues of ways to make money and do things out here. This is not 1995 where you just... Yeah, you got to you... pay your dues, though. Right. That's, that's true, too. But but even if it does so, then you really don't have to because it's not It's not 1995 where you just stuck in a record deal. It's other maneuvers and ways. You have a fan base. Make You got a million fans. Make each one of them turn each one of them fans into a goddamn dollar. That's what you do. Hell yeah. Or five dollars. You got a big fan base. Turn that into some money. Turn them into customers. So it's a lot of shit yep. you can do. But people don't think like that. So hey. You know, moving the fuck on. That's one people that has to be controlled though, Ruby. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of artists that that I've ran into over the years that just want to show up and rap. They don't want to do none of the extra work behind it. All they want to do is rap. 
And like I tell them, like, you're never going to be successful. You're going to be that artist who they're going to be like, where did he go? Because you want to show up to the show and do one song in, in a 10-minute set instead of trying to get as many songs off of your album heard so people can fuck with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you, it's all it's all about your work ethic and, and how dedicated you are to yourself and your brand. Because it ain't shit for me to be like, hey, Ruby, I'm putting together a mixtape for this responsible. I got the beat. I own the beat. I own all the samples. You're going to get your publishing and your writing credit. Is you down with the project? And it's up to you to say yeah or no. Like, you feel me? Yeah. That's, that's true. And, you know, it is a lot of artists that don't want to put the work in. They think it just comes easy. But that is the persona that the media puts out. As my granddad would say, as anybody would say, TV, Internet, now it's the idiot box. They put this persona on like it's just, oh, you get on with this person. It's just easy. They don't tell you the hard work coming behind it. Even being an independent artist, I meet a lot of lazy-ass independent artists, and they don't want to put the work behind it. I'm willing to put the work in because I know my end result is going to be the best. So I'm willing to go get my name copyrighted, buy this, get that, do this, do that. I'm willing to put that work in. Like, right. So it's like I'm willing to put that work in, but a lot of people are not willing to put the work in. They want to look a certain way, be perceived a certain way, but don't want to put the work they in. They want you to invest everything in them and don't invest shit in themselves. Like, won't even share a fucking flower with their name on it. Like, how who the fuck does that? That's crazy as fuck. But I don't know if that's the case with the Ace Hood situation. I mean, to me, Ace Hood, he I, I he ain't no, like, I don't know, I don't know, he aight to me. I really don't, I'm not an Ace Hood fan, you know, he got a song with Chris Brown called, I don't really fuck with him like that, I, I mean, because I guess I don't really, I, and it's the thing too, like, <clears throat> it's better, <clears throat> when he was independent, he had a fan base and he should just stay independent and just did like distribution deal or a publishing deal with him, you know, just also slight right. business shit, he shouldn't have just actually signed. Because, like, a lot of times when you just sign, you basically, they own you. They control your every yeah, move, basically. And, and that's what happened to a lot of artists. Like, even with T.I. and B.O.B., I think B.O.B. would have been better if T.I. would have let him do his own thing. Like, you know, it, it's like a lot of a lot of people, artists, have are in charge of no other artists. Like, T.I. gave up Meek Mill because he knew he couldn't do nothing with Meek. Like, you feel me? At least if you know you can't do nothing with him, get him to a position where they can do something. Well, you know, and this is what I tell people all the time. T.I. wants to be a big shot, but because of his mouth and his attitude, he would never be that. He will always be, he always say he don't want no mediocre, but allegedly to me, he is mediocre. Like, when he first came out, then, yeah, he could have went places. But when he started trying to start beef with motherfuckers that assisted him when he first came out, that let me know right there, your character ain't on hit no shit. And now he got Tokyo Jets. She can wrap her ass off, but he's not doing shit with her. Young L.A., he started that futuristic goddamn little voice type shit going on. He brought that shit back in. Kikilo really started, but he brought that shit back in. And he was supposed, that yeah. part was supposed to be top notch, but you let, I don't know what the fuck happened between them. You dropped him out, yeah, Young Dro. Young Dro, you said, then huh? You country. I said, then you had big country talking shit. Then you had your boy Omega talking shit. Like, <laughs> then you had, then you had Young Dro. Young Dro can rap his motherfucker ass off, freestyle, everything. Man, and, he, and he got, and he got the persona to put the goddamn hood at it, persona to go with it. You supposed to took him to heights, introduce him to Jay Z and Adam. You didn't want him to be bigger than what you were. So now everybody right. who and he got all these artists up under him like um uh, it's some other all them artists that's on that we use that term too loosely uh everybody ain't your friend song that he got with Tokyo Jets not on all them his artists yeah. he ain't doing shit with them folks 
And and Luda was infamous to it too. Look at Titty. Look at Titty Boy. Yeah. Like, look at look at uh Phil Mob. Like, look at all these different people that they done had. He had Sharifa. Like he should have blew with Sharifa. Yep. All these people with their motherfucking house. egos. All these people they got their egos. They never go far. Ludicrous, mediocre, mediocre. Ti, mediocre. They were popping at one point in time when they were. Huh? Eminem sitting on his roster because he he want to be the most prevalent and relevant rapper on his shit too. Cause like Yellow Wolf is dope, but he 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 put him on par. That's all it is. Style like game. But like. Hello, can you hear me? I can't say it's gotten better with promoting. Yeah, I can hear. Can you hear me? Yeah, you going in and out though. Rick Ross have Rick Ross have got better with team and shit, like especially with promoting Wale. Like he's. I just feel like Wale music. Is, I feel like in, in the past. I don't feel like Wale really like want to be in the industry like that. I feel like he want to stay a fucking poet. Wow, that's a hell of a producer, though. I feel like he want to stay a poet or something. I don't he know. He produces also, though. But Rick Ross, I don't know. I wouldn't sign under his, his ass either. So. Hey, on meditation, how you doing this morning? I'm good. She ain't worth signing to nobody. All right. Well, I'm listening to the conversation, trying to gather what your point is. I'm working, so I'm kind of listening and whatnot, but I really didn't have anything to say. I was trying to get used to the app, too. So. Oh, okay, so right now, what I'm doing is the docket, we were talking about um, uh, artists doing bad deals, we were talking about Chris Rock and DJ Khaled, how Chris Rock feel like DJ Khaled has no talent, and then went into how DJ Khaled signed a couple artists, a lot of artists, and he did bad deals with them, and how he was getting sued. For using uh, other people, he got him and Timberland got sued for millions of dollars for using other people's uh, samples or whatever the case may be without their permission. So that's what we were getting into. But we're about to move on from that. Good morning to everybody that's in the building. Uh, that's Grimy Queen Music. Oh, see, Vicarum is it Shetty Shetty B twice, Lady KC. Good morning to all you guys in the building. So, if you're new to the show, we'll be docking. We do. I have a gavel and I have a, um, hold on. I have a gavel and I have a judge robe. So, I do like the docking or whatever. It's my docking called Ruby Sips because I don't make the tea. I just took the shit. So, allegedly, I'm still here, right? Allegedly. So, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to Country Wayne, um, we're going to move on. to. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, old meditation, while you were here? No, I was just kind of thinking that, you know, as people become popular, mm-hmm. they sometimes forget their roots, you know, like where they really yeah, come from. that's true. And I think that's a challenge, you know, I mean, because the fame gets to your head and you forget who you are. There are a lot of people that pushed you up there, so you got to remember who they are. That's true. Just in the but anyway, I've got a client waiting, so I better get out of here. Okay, well, thank you. Like just drop in. Yeah, take care. You too. Thank you for coming in. I really appreciate all the love and support. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, we're going to move on. Did I exit her? Thank you, Vanity, for coming up. 
I really appreciate that. I like, I appreciate you. I like when you get your feedback. It's dope. All right, so moving on. Next on the docket, we got Country Wayne, okay? So, as y'all know, Country Wayne and Jess Hilarious was in a relationship. If you don't know who, know who Country Wayne is, you should probably Google him. Um, he was famous for all... He he, I, he ain't all that funny. He was famous for, like, all his um Facebook, like, little video thingamajiggies, you know, little... Facebook skits or whatever the case may be. So he got famous off that. He ain't really that funny to me. I don't really find him funny. But anyway, he's like a, a Martin A. Chris Rock to me. Anyway, um, I don't find Chris Rock that funny. He can be funny sometimes. But anyway, so you know, him and Jess Hilarious was in a relationship. They know they are no longer together. Why they broke up, I don't know. I'll try to find that information out. But uh, it was said, it was allegedly he was cheating with Jess Hilarious before his divorce. He has nine children with his wife. Um, and he's still married, allegedly, right? She found out about him and Jess' relationship on the shade room, just like everyone else did. He lied and said that he filed for divorce. They were still married, uh... And they were, while they were dating, he was still married to her. So, you know how, like, a, you get with a dude. He be like, yeah, I'm finna divorce my wife. I filed for divorce. You show her some shit. She believe you without even real proof facts. And then, boom, this shit happened. So, the wife been him, the wife been her. You know, wife been going back and forth saying little stuff, posting pictures and videos. Just hilarious been saying little stuff, posting pictures and videos and things of that nature. And, um, they just been going back and forth. And the wife claimed he has been a cheater for 10 years. The divorce is not final, allegedly. They've been talking the whole time, probably, because, you know, she used to date Chris. You know, Chris, I don't know if you follow Jessica Larris or you're a Jessica Larris fan. I like Jessica Larris. She's funny sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm only a diehard fan of myself. Like, I can't be uh, I can't be a diehard fan of nobody else but myself. That's how I feel. I can be a fan, half of a fan to you. Like, I like your shit. I fuck with you, support you, whatever the case may be. But I'm only a diehard fan to myself. He was famous for the paperwork to be finalized. It never got finalized. The paperwork never got finalized. So, bottom line says you were fucking with a married man. So, she was like, he chased her for two years. He told his wife that he wanted to be with her, like, before, way, way, way before they got together. Um, and allegedly had been messing around with each other when they was in relationships. Like when she was in a relationship with Chris, allegedly she been messing around with Country Wayne during that time. They probably been talking. They, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you hear what she got to say. So Jess Hilarious got something to say about this. I want to play a little video clip of what she got to say about the situation, and then we're gonna move on to this future, and we're gonna move on to Sierra um, issue. This issue that Sierra's having uh, that I it's, I feel it's a little deep. It's a little deep, and we gonna get into it. So let's play this clip. Uh. Well, she got to say that of what just Larry's got to say. How you so confused now? Like, I don't understand. She put on a post, she was confused. She didn't know what was up and shit. Like, I, I, this is the first time I've ever had anything about a divorce. You said you wanted one first. So I, I saw that with my own eyes. You, you said you wanted one first. Like, I'm not. So he told her long, 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 long time ago those days that he had a thing for me. He was interested in me. Nigga been chasing me for like two years. But he was married. I'm like, yo, I don't deal with murders. I don't do that. You, I'm in my relationship and you because I was in a relationship with Chris. And, and you, no. He got my number from, we, we shared the same manager. He, my manager was his manager. He got my number from 
our manager, and then niggas started hitting my phone. Like, I, you still married? Like, get the fuck out of here. Call me from different numbers, all that shit. He like, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on no shit. I'm just calling you to tell you. I hope you're doing good. Bye, bye, bye. I see what you're doing. Congratulations, congratulations on Rel. All this, yeah. That's what that. That's what that was. That's what happened. He left it alone. He hit me like a couple days later. Like, yo, I'm ready to file. We've been separated for long enough now where we can we can just get the shit finalized and done. She doing her. I'm just, you know, we good. We, we still called you because we, we have kids, you know? So we called you and never talked bad about the girl or nothing. He never did and nothing. Never came for none of that shit. He told her, but since he told her that he wanted me long time ago, so I'm like, why would you do that? Then she she was still cool with it until I popped up on the story. Like, until she saw that I bought him. You started showing me that he liked me. Like, I, I rejected it straight up. I rejected it straight up. I don't give three and a half fucks about nobody calling me no motherfucking homeworker. That is what I'm not. I ran away from this boy. I ran away from this man, I'm sorry. I ran away from this man. Like, no, I'm good, you're done, whatever. So all that shit Chris was talking is a bunch of lies too, or he would have been put it up there, lying ass. But I'm just saying, like, what the fuck? Y'all wanted it, this is too much to take. So I'm like, y'all not racist and be telling me I'm a homewrecker because of what the nigga told me and then what he showed me. Like, y'all can't do that. Y'all can, y'all just can't do that. Y'all can't do that. I mean, I mean y'all y'all did it with a leak. Started in the comment. He's not my man, he's not my boyfriend. We kicking it, we having fun. It just is what it is. And I'm definitely not gonna change what the fuck I'm doing for nobody. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I told y'all my fucking, my, my fucking side. Like, it just is what it is. Like, what you mean how she doing her? What you mean I asked her how she doing her? Fuck out of here. Well, you heard her side of the goddamn story. Um, But technically, if he filed and this shit wasn't went finalized, then guess what? You still was fucking with a very man. Bottom line. That's just straight up. So, there's no if and buts around that, allegedly. We're going to goddamn clap for him being a man enough to come out. Well, hold on. Let's see. Let's hold on. Let's go. Let's let's fast forward to what he got to say. Why she doing her? Man, so you else. All that's not along with me, man. Uh, my family just because I up and speak his piece and let everybody know what was going on. So this is what he said. Everybody who out there got something to say. Talking about after I, I left uh, my family just because I filed for a divorce and I moved on, whatever you think. Listen, hey, man, hey, I, I can do what I want to do now. I take care of me. And I would take care of my kids before this company. So that's all that's matter. As long as I'm in my kids' life and I take care of my kids, hey, you don't know what's going on. You don't know why I filed for a divorce. So, hey, man, mind your business. I'm nobody not going to make me be with nobody be in no situation that I choose to leave from. Let that sizzle in your spirit. I ain't got nothing to say about the mother of my kids, bad, and, and, and everybody who talking bad about Jess. Say something, just say something to me. That girl ain't finna talk to me if I was still in a marriage like that or whatever. 
Come on, people, come on, man. People got too much to lose. We don't move like that. If you know me, you know I wouldn't move like that. So everybody who told me some, oh, you gonna lose a fan because listen, if you you weren't meant to be there anyway. God gave me this gift and God gave me these people. So let that sizzle in your spirit. Huh? I can move how I wanna move. Okay, so you heard what he said. So let's give him a round of applause for approaching the situation and saying something about it. And let's also find some shots because I truly do believe that you, the paperwork is not finalized, allegedly. He is still married. So we're going to find some shots on that. Like, bye-bye, bitch. Bye-bye. Thanks. See you tomorrow. Okay? So, moving on. Y'all heard that. They not even hit the document on their ass. They not even together anymore. Uh, why they broke up, I have no idea why they, why they broke up. But, as you motherfucking know, I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm going to have to dig into that. But they not long, no longer together. Bottom line, sis, you dating a married man, sis. And so, that's what it is. Like, you can, it don't matter how you put it out. How you try to put it, the divorce is not finalized. Which means, get what? You're still fucking married, allegedly. So, everything is allegedly, y'all. Because I ain't trying to get sued. If you do sue me, bitch, you ain't going to get nothing but a pack of Walmart drives, a ragged ass apartment. And a box of ramen noodles. Because bitch, I ain't got shit for you. I'm a poor little rich girl. I ain't got a goddamn thing for you, okay? But anywho, let's move on to this Future and Sierra. So now, Future and Sierra, y'all know they've been going back and forth. Him and Russell Williams in the media about the child support situation. I've been reported on them. Like, all kind of stuff been going on with them. So, Sierra got accepted to Harvard Law School business officially. Unlike Black China scamming, lying, scamming ass. Okay? Uh... She like a chicken lollipop as well. Her and K. Michelle, they are two, they the funniest shape bitches that I met. Well, no, I ain't gonna say that because I seem to be shaped like Miss Puff. And if you don't know who Miss Puff is, watch SpongeBob. Anyway, um, so he went on a rant. He snapped on Twitter. And I guess he thought that she was gonna be with him forever or she wasn't gonna move on. He got one of these songs. It's a song that he got about her called It's called Throwaway, but at the end of the song, it's like, gone for that nigga, get it over with. And it was basically after they break up, and that's he was like basically singing that song to her. And after he's made a couple little shots in his song towards her, if you pay attention and you listen to Future. Now, I am a Future fan. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, but then she moves on and catches a major win. Like, he was cheating. Like, he was cheating. Had her around the baby mama he was cheating with. She thinking they friends, but on the side, he, she fucking Future, allegedly, or whatever the case may be. And I think he's afraid of commitment. I believe he has. That's the reason why he has so many kids. I don't think he is ready for. Even though. Okay. So. Women already know. Some men ready for commitment. Some not. Some men get afraid of commitment. Like I'm one of them women. It's kind of like. Ah. It's getting too serious. I got to go. Like I, I, I might well admit that I'm a little afraid of commitment. Because it's like. It's like. A, it's kind of like a scary thing. It's like marry. Commit. Like. Oh my God! Like I got to be. What if this don't have? What if this have? What you know? All kind of things go run through your mind. So I'm thinking to me, he this to Bow Wow was her this to Bow Wow was harder. Well, this is a wrong. This is a wrong woman. This right here. Um, I don't even think I don't even know if Future values women. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let you hear what he wrote on Twitter about bloggers and things like that, and I'm gonna get into that conversation as well. But um. I really want to finish out what I'm going to say and then I... Matter of fact, I just finish out what I'm going to say and then we talk about that. 
Um, he's I think he's feeling some type of way because she's winning. You know how like you date somebody and they do you dirty and you've been nice to them and they think like, oh, bitch, you ain't gonna be nothing without me. Da 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 da. You like, oh, y'all, you know, yeah, you catch a nigga in his life, he get mad at you, you all kind of bitches, huh? whatever the case may be. And he thought that, hey, you know, she loved me, she had my baby, this is her first child with me, she gonna be stuck on me. I think he thrives off getting, I think he thrives off that, like thinking a woman gonna be stuck on him because of a baby. And she was for a second. Um, since they broke up, he has been having bad energy to me. Like, he's been real, I feel like he's been real negative. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't seem happy. His actions and his stuff makes it seem like he's not really happy with himself or happy with his life. Uh, I feel like she's happy with Russell Wiggins. She is owning her own label. She's owning her own masters to her music. They're finna start a production company. They own a baseball. They started a baseball team up in Portland, Oregon. I think it was like somewhere in, in up, 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 up like that. Either Washington or Portland, Oregon. I'm not sure. I think it's one of those two states. And she's like the first black woman to own a baseball team. And like he has a lot of good things. He he's like the richest nigga in the NFL right now. And like she's winning. Like she young got to say with her Harvard. Like she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. Sometimes in life we catch on later than we supposed to, which is fine. Because I feel like you the longer you live and you never stop learning. You know what I'm saying? You keep living, you're gonna always learn. And I feel like life has no time restraints on a lot of we put a lot of us put our own time restraints on our own self by saying, Hey, by the time I got them get third, I gotta have this going on. We put that pressure and that stress on uh, that pressure and that stress on us when you should just let life take its course. A lot of time we let life take out its course, then guess what? We don't have we won't be pressured and stressed all the time. Um, he is scoring. And so this right here, the payback that she, the, the clapback that she giving him, is cra- I, How can I explain this? Okay, so I, I can't even explain. It. I'm gonna say this. The, I feel like the, the pain that she feel like he feel like. I think I can't even get it out. It's I, my mind is just boggled. But I feel like this is a grown woman clapback. Like I'm gonna show you that I can be happy without even intentionally coming at you on no shit. I'm just gonna go over here pray. Be happy, cause it took her a minute to get in my system. Like, I Sierra seems like that girl that you know she get her heart broken and she's like real reserved. She don't want to talk. She just want to cry it out and get it out of her system. And this is what she did. She prayed. She cried it out. Got out of her system and she moved on. And God placed a man in her life that will honor her, that will cherish her, that will always make sure she's straight, that will not hurt her feelings or hurt her heart or cherish her and her children and just make life what it's supposed to be for her. And that's what she got. And Future didn't think that him and her would go far. Um, you know how a man think he got a leash on you or something like you? He going to hold you in due time. All things fall through. That's correct. You know how a man have a leash on you and he think he going to hold you because you, you have been in love with him. And he thinks like, oh, she ain't going to never go nowhere. She ain't going to never go nowhere. She ain't going to never do this. This ain't going to never happen. And boom, this is a mature clapback what Future did. She did a mature. Future be doing bald-headed whole shit. Yes, he do be doing bald-headed whole shit. And so this is a clapback. And I feel like he feel like he has to be in competition with them when it comes to the son. Because he see he's not being a real father to the son. Allegedly, that's what that's my opinion. Because I feel like the son takes more to Russell Wilson than he does his own father. So for the birthday, he bought the baby a Rolex. And he must feel like he has to be in competition with them or things of that nature. He got to compete with them. And that's how you know it's jealousy there. That's how you know that he regrets what he did to Sierra. He want to 
apologize and get back with her because I'm pretty sure she brought some light into his life. He always, to me, I feel like he's always been in like a sunken place. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was depressed before he got famous or maybe he got some issues that he haven't dealt with yet before he got the fame and the money. And the money and the fame just bring it on more heavy. And like I said, I believe, I, in my opinion, he's had, this is my opinion though, he's had bad energy, negative energy since they broke up. And so, to me, that seems like a guy that is just miserable. Miserable love, misery love company. And he's trying to keep him relevant in the life of, you know, I got a child by you, so you're going to always have the goddamn fuck with me type shit. Or have you ever met a guy or a woman that say, I got a child by you, if you got kids by someone, you're going to always fuck with me. And, you know, but not knowing that, hey, Russell Wilson creep right on in. Another man's trash is another man's treasure. So, he has to know those things. But his absence is very loud. Yes, it is. His absence is very motherfucking loud. I follow, I, if you follow Future on Snap, you seen more of Future's father's side. Well, I don't follow him on Snap. And I don't know. I'm just saying the reaction to Russell. I'm I'm going off the reaction of the children. Children gonna tell tell you how it is through their actions and through their words. Children ain't gonna lie to you because they're innocent and they don't really know. What the fuck? One thing you ain't got to worry about is children and all for. They're going to tell your ass what's up. I'm going by the actions of the child. The child seems to take more to Russell Wilson than he does his own father. I'm just saying. From what I've seen. So, that's that's just my intake on that. Um, Alright, so. I'm finna let. I'm finna. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to play what Future had to say on on Twitter. About bloggers talking about his business, and you know, it kills me. These celebrities kill me with that shit. I'm finna press play. And he posted this. He says, how much you get paid a week for telling your business to social media? These blogs should put y'all on payroll, working for free all day is slavery. Let's focus on uplifting each other for free of charge if you really want to make a difference. Keep them bad vibes to yourself. If I'm happy, I know you could be happy too. Love yourself first and be able to live with every decision you make with no excuses. From what I can deduce from that post, it sounded like he was talking to Sierra, but I feel like he's also talking to the bloggers who are constantly posting this stuff and also people who are tagging him in the post that has to be a miserable life like you have this public relationship with this woman that you didn't expect to move on past you or do better than you you thought that you were probably the apex of men that she was ever going to be able to attract and she snags the highest paid football player in the industry right now she has an album out she's doing fine without you and you have bam there you have it she's doing fine without his ass and then like these celebrities be killing me with oh don't blog about my business but you put the shit out there like People have been blogging and talking about people's business for years. Wendy Williams have made a lifetime long living off that shit. So don't do shit to get put in the media. Like, I don't get it. And somebody, nine, nine times out of ten, somebody on your team is leaking your business. Ain't nobody just goddamn going around snapping pictures. Somebody in your team that you think that you think less of or that you don't even know exists is leaking your shit out to the motherfucking blog. So you need to find out who the fuck that is. You need to find out who that is. Don't come at us because I, I guess I can consider myself a celebrity gossip blog. Don't come at us bloggers about your shit being leaked. Well, you need to figure out what our leak is yeah, in, your, in your hole and in, in, in your team. Can right. Hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you. And people, I want to come at black, like Cardi B, I want to come at black bloggers. People want to always come at black bloggers. Why you want to come at us because we black? You ain't going out to TMZ or Harry, or Harry, uh, what's it, Hard, what's his name? The guy, him and the black guy that owned the, uh, on TMZ. I, I, you know what I truly believe? I truly believe the black guy on TMZ, but he used the white guy as a face. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But the way he moves, he moves like a goddamn business owner. <laughs> like he owns a lot of shit. He ain't for us, but of course he's not. Future, got, future, future messed up with Sierra right here. Um, all right, I, I'm not for the double standards. I, I'm, yeah, men can do it, women can do it too. That's just me. But I think that Future didn't know Sierra's worth because Sierra didn't know her worth until she got with Russell Wilson. So she let that man treat him however uh, went, however he wanted to, whenever he wanted to, because he's seen her past lovers do shit to her that's abnormal. Like, the way 50 Cent was treating Sierra was absurd. Like, no nigga should treat their woman like that. And um, although she was on exactly Vanny, she was used to fuck niggas. And um, Russell Wilson showed her a new side of things he showed her that it didn't have to be that way and because future was on the outside looking in when russ came it hurt him because in my opinion if you listen to the nigga music the love music he want that shit that sierra and russ got but he abused and didn't appreciate the fact, or maybe didn't even have a pre had the opportunity to pre- appreciate Sierra because he was too busy trying to control what the fuck she was doing, and he was he was being future instead of being whoever the fuck he is outside of the camera. Let me find so, you while you talking. Let me research his real name. Go ahead. Yeah. He was being future instead of motherfucking being whoever the hell he is outside of the camera. So when CC get with Russ and Russ is willing to step up to the plate and you know what I'm saying? I'm not he, Russell Wilson did not start taking care of Lil Future right away. You know what I'm saying? That was a if you paid attention, Sierra let them develop a bond first. And she didn't let him meet the. She didn't let Russ meet the kid immediately. Like she made sure that you know what I'm saying shit was gonna be wild. What happened was media had caught wind of Russell Wilson holding that baby that one time. Y'all remember when Russ yeah. was holding the baby? Everybody fucking blew up about it. Like you don't know what was happening in that fucking situation. You don't know why he was holding that baby. You don't know if she had something to do with him just like, here, hold him for a second. But everybody went and ran with however. And when the media get involved with that shit, like, me, I'm a single dad. I mean, but if the situation was if I was in future shoes and I seen that and all you got is the world coming to you telling you, hey man, you, you gonna let this nigga do this to you, blah, 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 blah. I mean, we human. You gonna hear that shit and you're going to react. Now what you do with it is, what you do with it. He wasn't an adult about it and he wanted to act a damn fool. So 
you acting damn fool, you'd be treated like a fool. So she proceeded. Hey, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. Hey, he doing this shit. So he can't be mad at uh, the fact that, you know what I'm saying, Russell Wilson is there. Now, as far as the Snapchat goes, I can I follow Future on Snapchat. So I, to me, they seem cordial. The media make them look fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think Russell Wilson has a problem. I mean, I don't think Russell Wilson and Future have a problem in real life. I think the media motherfucking make them seem like they at each other's throats or whatnot. But in real life, on Future Snapchat, it looked like everybody cool as long as Love Future taken care of. Well, they did have a battle about the whole child support situation. Now, I don't... Say that again, Ruby. I can't hear you that good. Can you hear me now? Uh-huh. Hold on. I know, I know, but it's not... The request you sent ain't coming up. It ain't playing. So, I know they did have a, um issue with, like, the custody battle. I mean, not custody battle, but the child support situation, because I did research that and go into that. But I don't think... When he, I'm, I'm saying he not happy because he know he fucked up. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And he be Sierra and her family. You had that opportunity, bro. Yeah, he did. So it's kind of like he be like I can like some of the past songs that he made after that breakup. You know what I'm saying? Was I feel like some of them, some of them lyrics, some of them verses be shot at you know throwing at her. Cause one time I heard him saying you fucking up, you 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 love for me and all a nigga to fuck with a B now some shit he said, but it's this one song I don't know if y'all ever heard that song uh throwaway if you listen to it long enough he started got down singing and all that shit at the end like he had he did the Drake thing with the interlude shit and so I knew he was talking about her. And so I'm just saying, I feel like he he feel he's been he been having negative injury, bad injury, and, that, and men go through that. My they, favorite what he did was uh I don't know the name of that bitch, but that nigga said even if I fuck you once, you part of my collection. I said, oh. See what I'm talking about? Little shots he be throwing though. But I think him and I think I think it's more. I I can excuse you in front of hood. So I can I know he got like a slight little ugh. Uh, with, real some, yeah. with Russell Wilson, like, oh, nigga, I can't really. I'm, I'm gonna do this shit because of my kid. I really can't stand that motherfucker. And you know, I'm pretty sure he got like that type. Cause you know, I'm they, they. Of course, they gotta be cool. But they were having a battle with the child support situation. Russell Wilson, like, man, fuck that child support. Shut that shit down, baby. We got 140 million dollars. Like, we don't need that nigga to pay that money. You know what I'm saying? Basically, in oh, name is turn is what he said. But you know, Sierra, she wants to keep Future involved with Future. And so she keeps that relationship going, but I'm pretty sure she'll let him know, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is how it's going to be if you want to continue being your son's life. I got to y'all, because I'm pretty sure film, films flare, feelings are flaring. Somebody got their heart on their sleeve. I'm pretty sure he's upset because he didn't think this shit was going to happen. That was the end of that. So, and then, you know, she made that song, I Bet You Stop Loving Me. Um, when I, I soon, Yeah. And he did start loving her. As soon as she found somebody, he started loving her. He did. Is that your bitch over there? The one with the silicone ass. <laughs> and the Brazilian hell. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I like about that's what she said, Becky. You know what I'm saying? So that's my shit right there. 
But um, that's definitely what, you know what I mean? I think he hurt. I think he's going through. It's so crazy how men do. They wait to after the fact. Like, he's going through the aftermath for shit. Like, this is the aftermath. This is the effect. Now you now you want to be in love with her. Now you love her. And I'm pretty sure he done professed her love to him. He done professed her, his love for her through text messages. And when they meet up to get pick up future and all this shit, he probably like, you know, I love you, man. I still care about you now. She probably like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. You know how that shit go with the baby mama, baby daddy situation. Baby mama moved on and found somebody new that gonna really care for her. And like you said, I don't think Future values a woman. He, I think he's scorned from a long time ago, and he never had really healed from that. So, all right, now I'm gonna piggyback off of that and say it's an ego thing too. Like, I mean, Future is who Future is, and Future got his money, but Sierra with the star quarterback, he he, the face of a franchise. We know this nigga got more motherfucking money than uh, Future. And, and he done bought her a baseball team. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's he taking care of business, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Future on the outside looking like, man, do this nigga ever fuck up? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, can't, I can't deal, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, he doing it better than I was doing it. And I can't get in there and get an opportunity to show her that I can do it better than he can because he already fucked it up. So his ego fucked too. So he getting it two times. Like you lost the girl and your ego is being fragile. And that shit is breaking. Men, you can see that shit. And men do have fragile egos. And then on top of that, you have to um, realize that the label did put them together because you know they you know all these labels out here trying to recreate a be another Beyonce and Jay Z. It's not gonna happen right. because they are who they are, and they right. actually they actually got put together. They actually love each other. They actually got intertwined with each other. They actually, you know, was mixed to mix together. But all these other people they trying to put together, the left record they put them together, it went fucking sour, and that's when like. Cause she, cause somebody, I think either she came out and said, or somebody came out and said the record label put them together. And then even in like interviews after they broke up and she moved on, he be having like crazy shit to say about her. I'm like, damn, nigga, is you bitter or is you bitter? Like the fuck. Nah, he but like, well, really, like at the end of the day, for me, like all of this shit going record. Lil Future gonna grow up and he gonna see all of this shit. Like, none of this shit on the internet, this shit not gonna go away. So, the best bet, in my opinion, for all of them is to sit down, have a conversation, and bring that shit to a cease. Because at the end of the day, when the child grows up and sees all this information, you don't know what's gonna happen in, in that child's mind. Yep, that's but true. It could, it could damage little future ass, and we all know. Only the future can tell. That is ab- that is no absolutely pun true. <laughs> no that pun is, that's absolutely true. And another thing, so get together on that situation. I applaud um Future for expressing his feelings. Let's give him a round of applause for that. But I'm gonna fire some shots at him for being fucked up and miserable. That's it. All right, so listen, moving on. So this is what I really want to talk about. Okay, so y'all know, okay, well, I don't know if y'all know, but Sierra is getting criticized for her team not being diverse. Um, a lot of people are feeling that she has a team of only whites, no black blacks, and um 
he killed himself saying he ain't want a fat woman in his show. Oh, they banned that nigga from a club out there in Florida. Shaw motherfucking did. They banned his, his ass from a club out there in Florida for running his motherfucking trap saying some shit like that. They banned his ass. They sure the fuck did. He did kill himself when he said that. Because you got to think, like, when, you, when you're famous... You ain't like even when I get famous or whatever the case, whatever gonna happen for me. I don't even know if I'm gonna be famous. I, I might be well known just in by five or six different stages. What to be cool for me? That's enough people to make me over a million dollars. What to be fine for me? But um, I when you get to a certain level, you certain shit you be like it's gonna be certain shit I can't say. I'm gonna have to cut out some of this cussing if I want to move to the next level. You know, I'm always be me, but it's just gonna make a little adjustments. But some things you just can't say. Tyrese fucked up his fan baby. He said he don't like fat women and all this stuff. So, especially when that's the majority of your fan base, you have to look at the majority of your fan base. If your majority of your fan base are women, you got to realize half of them women are fat, overweight, low self-esteem, whatever the case may be. So, when you got them go to gay bashing or saying stuff towards fat people or, or, or ridiculing certain people or calling them out or whatever the case may be, in their different class or their different settings of how they look, you got them set yourself up with fake. Cause these are the motherfuckers that are making you who you are at this point in time. Adding to your vocabulary is good, but picking up your fans are impossible. But picking your fan, yes, picking your fans is impossible. That's definitely for that. I'm gonna shoot that nigga because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chubby girl. I mean, I don't have to be. But I, I, I can, I mean, if I start working out, man, I'm telling you, if I motherfucker start working out and lose this stomach, you bitches gonna be mad. I already had a motherfucker ask me if my ass is fake. No, my ass ain't fake, motherfucker. I'm just fat, goddamn it, the fuck. No, I don't even want. I wouldn't even want, want that jealous and bullshit up in my goddamn body. Hell no, nah, so I could be looking like a chicken lollipop. Fuck no. Hell no, nah, I'm good on that. K. Michelle and goddamn, uh, they like chicken goddamn lollipop. Look how fucking drum at from KLC. Crispy. Shoot his ass, sis. He dead. But anyway, so see, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, so Sierra don't have no black people on her team, basically. People was dragging her ass on fucking Twitter and, and social media and all that. They went in on her ass. But I'm saying, when it comes to, like, doing business, is diversity important? Like, that's my question. And also, there are a number of things that play a role with her having a white team. First of all, who her husband is. You know he got a bunch of white motherfuckers behind him. Also, the stereotype of blacks. When blacks get behind you, are they going to work as hard as a cracker with? Do they have to connect as hard as white people do? Do they, are they going to have that work ethic just as much as white people do? You know what I'm saying? And another thing, too, is, you know, we're programmed with this type of stuff. If it ain't white, it ain't right type shit. We're programmed with this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And then also, it was said, it's been known, and it's a known fact, that white pe- a white team will make you more money than having an all-black team. And then you have these PR teams, the public relations teams, that are keeping the black entertainers from interviewing with the black bloggers. Like this one girl, she was on the red carpet. You know, she's a black blogger and she wanted to interview Holly Berry. Well, her PR manager, which happens to be a white woman, of course, said, oh, we don't have time to talk. But had interviewed with the white blogger, but walked past the two black bloggers that was on the red carpet when they wanted to, get, um, you know, get out and interview her. So Holly Berry said, stop and say, hey, no, wait, wait, wait. I cannot do that. I cannot bypass my brother and my sister like that. I'm going to interview with them. 
And so Holly Berry turned around and interviewed with the black blogger. So this this is raising the question to me. This raises a question for me. Excuse me. Is this true? You know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of people are afraid that when these, you know, Hollywood celebrities and Hollywood people get connected with these people, you know, with a whole, a, a fully staffed, a white team, they disconnect from their roots, their ethnicity. They disconnect from us, which make us disconnect from them as fans. Okay, so me personally, I'd rather have the fans than to sell out for the money because you got to look at Steve Harvey's situation. He sold out for the money and look what he had. Now he don't have shit to show for, but the little money that he has. I don't even know if his radio station going to pop like that because he sold the fuck out. And so I'm not into selling out. You know what I'm saying? Farsi air. I feel like she can have a little more diversity on her team. Me personally, if you, I, I don't care if you white, black, orange, yellow, you know, whatever color you are, if you're going to work hard, make sure I get you on, you on your shit, whatever the case may be, you got good work ethic. If you want to join the team, join the team. But see, that's my thing. We have to empower each other. A lot of times we do not empower each other. And these are one of the ways we're not empowering each other. You got a full staff of white people. But you know, they say in Hollywood, allegedly, when you have a team of all black people, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers ain't going to fuck with you. As if you had a team of white people. Because white people get you in the big shows. And they get you on VMAs and MTV. And you shows and all this stuff. But white people, it's been a known fact. Hit the gavel, Steve. Harvey can accrue for that. That white people will say you out. My grannies always say never trust a motherfucker with color in their eyes. Understand what I'm saying? So, we need dedication, not color. Right. Look at Beyonce. I had a whole band, Black Holly B, switching up too. Who is Holly B? Holly Berry, yeah. So, it's really, it's really Halle Berry, but we say Holly. But, I'm just saying that does raise a question. Some celebrities do feel like, hey, I don't want no black people on my team because black people this, black people that. You know, and then me, just with the experience of being, you know, having black people around and having black people try to assist me with my business venture that I did when I tried my own call center, tried to start my own virtual call center. And then when I tried to do these different business ventures and having black people working, they was just like, it's like they didn't take me seriously because I was black. I was like, but had I been a white girl asking you to assist me, you're going to work for fucking free with a drop of a motherfucking dime with no goddamn question asked. You know what I'm saying? But because I'm black, you don't take my business serious and things of that nature. So it's kind of like you, when you, I feel like it's, 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 it's a win to lose on both sides. If I be damned if you hire a motherfucking all black team, I be damned if you don't hire all black team. You understand what I'm saying? But because of the way society paint things, the way society look at things, then that's how it looks. She has one black girl on her team, and maybe a, a Indian. I don't even think the girl that I seen was white. I think she's like Indian. But majority of them are Caucasian. They of European descent, or whatever the case may be. Interracial segregation. So that's right, interracial segregation. Just like I get, like I've been places where because I'm dark skinned and she's lighter than me, she gets picked. Like it don't even. It's like damn, how? Why does her light skin matter? It doesn't make her smarter than me. I've been on job interviews, like perimeter miles, things of that nature. Why do her lighter skin make? They don't make her smarter than me or better than me. I'm overqualified for the job, but this bitch got this about as long as resume as I got. 
but she get hired? Like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not with that type of shit. I'm not with that discrimination shit or none of that shit. Y'all say crockers all day. They say niggas. Y'all talk about, I say white folk. They, you know, they say black people. I do. I say those things because guess what? It is a, it is something that made people uncomfortable when you talk about those things. That is something that needs to be talked about on a daily basis. So the more you talk about it, it's like this. When you have a, say for instance, you have a problem on your job and you always sweeping it up under the carpet. It never get discussed, never get to talk about. So when that, when you sweeping that trash up under the carpet, it becomes a huge ass ball and you can't control it. It's because you didn't discuss it and find some type of resolution to it. A lot of, like a lot of companies I used to work for like Cost Enterprises, the Cal County CEO office, you know, they had courses on how to be diverse and how to deal with different people, different people with different ethnicity groups and things of that nature. Everybody ain't going to mix and mingle. Of course not and you always have the ones in the back of the head like oh she's black i don't know if i want to deal with her and we had this conversation yesterday about you know colorism and racism and things like that so you know if you missed the show yesterday like i said you can always go back in and check on my podcast i will put my um radio ig down here in the link it is ruby jew radio that's my ig my radio ig rather you can click the link in the bio and it will lead you to my podcast and you can hear all of my podcasts and when i first started this podcast or first started my radio session i would always talk about black on black topics and all that and i said hey well maybe i need to spruce it up a little bit and so i do a mixture of both now to give you some entertainment and to also um talk about you know serious topics but, I mean, Sierra, you know what I mean? I'm going to applaud you because you're doing boss moves. You know what I mean? I'm going to applaud you because you're doing boss shit. You're doing boss moves. I'm happy for you that you moved on, that you're happy. But in the same instance, I'm going to fire some shots at you because I don't know if this is something that some people that you hire or was this team recommended to you to get you where you need to be because you want to you and, and, and congratulations to sierra she is an independent artist she's a beautiful uh woman i think she's a great mother a great wife but i feel like get it i feel like if you have the time like if i had that platform i'll be reaching out to my brothers to get him a chance because we don't have a, i feel like us me being a color of color i don't have a fair chance in life if I have to work double as hard as the next white as the is the white girl. I'm standing beside a white girl, it's me. I feel like I have I she has a better chance than getting to somebody because hey, this white man can relate to her more than he can relate to me. So guess what? He's gonna be more lenient, more sympathetic towards her because she's white. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like black women, black men in America have to work twice as hard to get where they gotta go versus somebody being white. They get a slap on the wrist every fucking time. So, yes, she did level up. She leveled up. So, it's just like, hey, I'm going to go and use my platform. And my platform is going to grow. It's going to get bigger. I'm going to have millions of fans, millions of people. But guess what? I'm going to use that platform to empower some people, to assist some motherfucking people. I may be rude. You may say I'm rude. You may say I'm mean. You may say I'm too cutthroat. But I feel like, hey, I need... I feel like it's a lot of single mothers out there. It's a lot of single fathers out there. It's a lot of people out here that need help. Whether they white, black, orange, Chinese, whatever color they are. It's people that need help. But I'm going to mainly empower my people. I'm going to assist others. But I'm going to definitely mainly empower my people that need to be empowered. That's the least the fuck I can do for them supporting me. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of times people get famous. And I'm going to say this. And I want you to hear when I say this. 
I'm definitely a little afraid of getting famous or being too big or being too mainstream. I definitely don't want to forget my people and I definitely don't want to forget where I come from. I definitely don't want to forget the days I've struggled. I definitely want don't don't want to forget those zero dollars in my bank account, but God made a way for me to pay my bills. I definitely don't want to get my life forget my life story. I don't want to forget my life story from the time I can remember from the time I was 11, 12 years old to the time right now, however old I am going to be once I get there. I definitely don't want to forget the people that helped me get there. And I feel like a lot of people who get to that famous point or get to that point, they forget. They forget. They fucking forget. Which leads me into my Ruby lesson today. Which is. Take people for who they are. When someone shows you who they are. Believe them. Now y'all know Wednesdays is my Ruby lesson. So. So in conclusion of Sierra baby. Get you some diversity on your team. Because people are watching it. And you next thing you know your fans will decrease. Sometimes you got. Sometimes you got die hard fans. that go always fuck with you no matter what. But. If you want that shit to grow and you want to be mega, you're going to have to provide some diversity. Beyonce wins because she's not a colorist. She provides diversity. She go overseas. She go over here and get her people. She do a black. She do all black. Sometimes she do a mixture. She has a mixture of diversity. So you have to be diverse, Sierra, if you want to win-win like that. You know what I'm saying? And ain't nothing wrong with having a crack or two in your team. Sometimes a crack or two take up for you for your own goddamn memory wheel. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to interact, being racial in your own race, that's a, that's no, that shouldn't be a thing. Whether she light-skinned, dark, black as hell, or whatever color. Put some diversity on your team, Sierra. Period, point blank. Because the fans were dragging the fuck out of her. Period. But anyway, moving on to Ruby's lesson. So Ruby's lesson for today is, when motherfuckers show you who the fuck they are, believe they ass. It's just period, point blank. So... Um, I'm, how can I say this? I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in giving people the benefit of the doubt. And me and Love Amazing had this slightly, uh, I ain't gonna say argument. We had a debate yesterday about how am I different from her and how she's different from me. And I clearly basically told her that I give people the benefit of the doubt. I give people enough rope to hang themselves. Whether you may feel like I'm letting a bullet fly, you may feel like this, that, and the third. I give people enough rope to hang themselves. So when I do come back at you and I snap, either snap at you or put you in your place, I have proven facts. I have facts that, hey, this is what happened. I don't like to go off, he said, she said. I like to have my facts and my motherfucking receipts together. So my lesson today is when somebody show you who the fuck they are, believe their ass. If somebody has lied to you once, they'll lie to you again. If somebody has cheated on you once, they'll cheat on you again. If somebody has deceived you, been disloyal to you once, they will do that shit again. So, as Maya Angelou would say, when somebody show you their true colors, you must believe they are their colors. If he show you a red color, don't paint that color over him blue. He's a red motherfucking color. That's what it is. And a lot of time out there in, in relationships and friendships, even with jobs, even with, um, hey, it's just Cat. Good morning, everybody that's in the building. Dimple Queen, it's just Cat, DJ Cosway, that's grimy. Shed, I'm gonna just call you Shed. Lady KC, Queen Music, Vikram, and Playbook. Good morning, anybody else? You know, the app is new, y'all, so y'all know y'all can request to come on if y'all wanna come on and chime in on this Ruby lesson. We have did the tea for this morning. Well, we still, we drunk our tea this morning. Our tea is gone. My teacup is empty. Whether you don't, I'm gonna I'm I'm say this and I'm gonna get back to my lesson. Whether you know it or not, I'm gonna say you, I'm gonna tell you why I call this Ruby Sips, okay? 
always missing you oh thank you hey love i'm gonna tell you why i call this ruby sips i call this ruby sips because everybody is always making tea who the fuck gonna drink the tea People are making millions of cups of goddamn tea, but ain't nobody drinking the shit. So I'm going to be the motherfucker to drink the shit. So in the morning, when I start my show off, I always have me a cup of tea. And by the end of my show, my tea is already gone. By the end, by the time I end, by the time I end the tea for the day, my cup of tea is already gone. So guess what? That's why I can't, that's why I say Ruby Sips. And when the end of my teacup is gone, then that's the end of the show. Because I have nothing else to motherfucking sip. Understand what I'm saying? So that's why it is called Ruby Sips. People be like, oh, you know, I, I had a lot of ridicule when I first started doing the Ruby Sips. But it was my creative idea to do this shit. Anybody else come behind me and do it and say, who, and, and start calling that shit Sip, I'm going to be flattered. But I just want you to know that this was my own creative activity idea because I was going online and I was seeing, oh, tea this and tea that. It's tea time. What's the gag? What's the tea sis and all that? So I'm like, well, who if, if they doing the tea, who the fuck drinking the shit? Actually, I got to drink the tea. I like honey and ginger in my shit. Who's drinking it? So let me bring the tea. Let me bring the ingredients to the tea. Do the shit then. Love your docket. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I love the love. Like, I try to show everybody love, but sometimes I be a lot, a little busy with trying to get everything together. So when I do come on here and run my mouth, my facts be straight. My docket be entertaining. I'm entertaining. These things be entertaining and I'm talking the truth. I don't want to ever get on here and I'm not talking that real shit. No, that's not who I am. Okay, and if you ever catch me on here saying some shit that's not true, stop me and be like, hold on, well, maybe I got some receipts, I got some facts on there, I don't know where you got your information from, but this is how it goes, okay, so that's why I wanted to stop and just explain that to everybody, because a lot of people, I don't really too much care what people have to say about me, I really don't, like, that's just something that I don't dwell on on an everyday basis, but I do like to clear up misunderstandings, people mistake me caring about what somebody say, say about me and clean up a misunderstanding, Two different things. Once a misunderstanding is understood, there's no coming back from. But sometimes, people like to get shit cleared up. So, I'm just clearing shit up. That's all. That's all I'm doing. But, um, back to my Ruby lesson. So, like, when people show you who they are, believe they ask. Like, I've had, I can give you a situation. And this person may eventually come back and listen to my podcast. I don't even follow this motherfucker. I mean, I don't know if she followed me or whatever. It don't even matter because I, I I got three different Instagrams. I got an artist Instagram, a personal Instagram, and a radio Instagram. So I'm only I'm I'm always on my radio Instagram and my personal Instagram. I mean, I'm in, in my artist Instagram. She's on my personal Instagram. I don't give a fuck if they hear this or not. Listen, so I had a friend, right? And I'm always, because people are, oh, you always got stories. No, I tell truths that are entertaining. This is my truth, but it's entertaining to you. So I tell truths that are entertaining. You may call it a story, whatever. I'm going to call it my truth. So, I had this friend girl, and um, we was friends for a very long time. We met in elementary school. Ooh, excuse me. We met, we, went, we met in elementary school. We have always, like, been cool and everything. As we got older, and me, I'm a, I'm a dark-skinned chick. I'm a thicker, dark-skinned. I can wear any hairstyle, any type of hairstyle I want. I can spruce it up, dress it down, like... I'm a very uh, versatile with my style. And um, back in the day, I was thick. I ain't had no stomach. Had little titties, had ass, thighs. 
And, you know, I would get called fat all the time. Maybe because I didn't look like a Holly Berry or I wasn't slender like Beyonce. Whatever the case may be. But I would get called fat. So, me and her would, like, go around our friend, well, her friends or some of her homeboys, whatever the case may be. And she would just make fat jokes and black jokes and just say little shit. And for years, I dealt with it because, first of all, I haven't always been so, oh, I, you know, secure about myself. I have been, I was, I've been a tad bit, I can admit I've been a tad bit secure about myself. I can admit, I mean, insecure about myself. Say, so, oh, I'm, I'm going to type it in the chat. I got two IGs. I've been a tad bit insecure about myself at times. And I've also, you know, have not been like so boisterous enough. I've always spoke my mind. Like, you gonna know how the fuck I feel. I don't give a damn if you wanna fight me or whatever, bitch. You gonna know how the fuck I feel. So when I got in like my mid-20s, I wasn't I didn't feel that pretty. People are like, oh, you so pretty. And I didn't feel like that because the people around me would make me feel like I'm ugly and fat. But I've always spoke my mind. So when I got like in my 23s, 24, I started more embracing my chunkiness, embracing myself more. And because I, I started seeing more thicker women out embracing themselves. So they kind of encouraged me to like embrace myself more and embrace my chunkiness and my fatness. And, you know, my dark skin, embrace that shit more. Because I, I always used to ask God when I was a child, I didn't understand. I would ask God to bless me with some white parents and turn me white because I wanted to be a white girl because I felt like. Even as a child, I knew white people had privilege. But as I got older, learned more about my culture, my history. You know, I learned that I had a part Haitian in me. I had learned I had Bohemian in me. I learned, you know, different, different, you know, uh, avenues of myself and different things that I had. And I come to realize that, hey, your friend may be jealous of you. I'm like, nah, I don't think she's jealous. You know what I'm saying? I just think that maybe she got something going on inside of her, which will make her you know, react that way. And I'm always giving people the benefit of the doubt. And for 10 years, I'm going to say, not even the whole 10 years, I'm going to say for the seven years of our, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, fuck it, I'm going to say 10 years. Because if you were just me later on in a friendship, you were just me at the beginning of the friendship. I'm going to say for the 10 years, she, I let her talk about me, ridicule me, we should say little shit in front of like, seven years we go around a dude and dude may want to talk to me but don't want to talk to her. He may like me and not may like, and, and, and may not like her. She would like say little fat jokes and, you know, Dark skin jokes. Oh, that bitch ain't got shit. She living, you know what I'm saying? Just shit like that. I'm just playing or whatever case might be. And in my mind, I'm like, should I be taking this shit seriously? Or should I be like laughing? And I would sometimes I would just sit there and look. Or I would respond. And she might be shut the fuck up. Like, I can give you, I can give you two instances. I'm gonna give you two instances where this happened. The first instance, the first time me and her ever got to fight, and this is what I mean when people show you who they are. Believe them because there are they've been that person. They hide behind these masks and these colors and these feelings and these emotions and they give you the representative and and don't give you the CEO. As my auntie say, I met the representative. I didn't meet the CEO. But anyway, so um I um we were at her house and her cousin he came in town and her cousin he was a nice guy. He was tall, chunky like I like, little thick like I like. You know what I'm saying? He was cute. We was having a conversation, drinking on our little drinks or whatever. We was talking about music and things of that nature and stuff like that. We was having a cute little conversation or whatever. And uh, her ass comes up and you know she used to be a stripper or whatever. So she started like dancing on him and like in a stripper type manner. And I'm looking at her like she like bitch, bitch, what the fuck you looking at? This how we dance. This how we do. Me and my cousin we do this. And I'm like. Oh, well, I ain't never met nobody, no girl cousin that danced on their boy cousin like that. That must be something new. So he trying to, like, push her off him while we're having this conversation. And um, 
she like, bitch, what the fuck? I slap the fuck out you. What the fuck you looking at? And I'm like, uh, you not finna slap me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck you got going on, but I don't know if it's a drink you drinking, but bitch, what you think? You, I let you talk your shit. I let you pop your shit every time we go somewhere. But bitch, you not finna put your hands on me and get away with this shit. That's one thing you ain't gonna do. Bitch, what you saying? So the, so she end up, she end up, I'm sitting there, she end up, how's I finna slap me, right? I'm sitting there like, I can't believe this bitch just slapped me. I know this bitch just slapped me. And here I am, once again, reverting back, trying to be calm and not retaliate. And this is this is where I had learned to the point where not to give a fuck when somebody come at you, go ahead and get their ass to bed. Don't give a fuck about how they feeling. Don't even give a damn. Hurt their ass because they're trying to hurt you. And when she slapped me, I jumped up. The cousin jumped into it. I'm like, no, don't fucking jump in between us. You allow her to slap me. Allow me to be her ass. So she reached over and slapped me again. Wow, he's still standing in between us. Like, yeah, bitch, you ain't finna do shit, ho. Yeah, bitch, you ain't finna do shit, ho. He's still standing in between us. He's still standing in between us. So I, okay, I'm like, you know what? I got to play cool so I can beat her ass. I'm like, I'm good. I'm cool. It's all good. I, I play it cool. Soon as he moved, I grabbed her ass. Wham. Grabbed, I started dunking on her in the middle of her motherfucking head. I started dunking on her in the middle of her head. I started hitting her in the middle of her damn head. I snatched some. She pulled some of my bro. She had just braided my hair. Like I, that's when them like booty braids had first came out. It took her like two or three days. She had just braided my hair all the way down to my ass or whatever. She pulled some of my hair and I was snatching her shit out. I was punching her face, kicking her ass. She done trying to fight her mama and all kind of shit trying to get to me after I don't did what I had to do to her. You know what I'm saying? And she like, then so, I was like, you know what? Take me to my mom's house. Because I wasn't, was I living, I think I was, was I living with my mom at the time? I can't remember. But I was just like, take me away. We got into it. We I, After I beat her, after I, I ain't going to say I beat her up. We fought each other. After I dunked her on her ass, touched some of her braids out, all that shit, all that shit. I called my mom crying, like, come get me, take me home, ready to go home. I'm like, what happened? She's like, I told you not to be going to her house every day. Like, that, that girl called her every day when she come to the house and all this and all that. And so I was upset. And then she tried to, like, chase out the truck. I'm sorry, friend. Now, okay, boom, we made up. We, we back friends again. Boom, we back friends again. Boom, here come another motherfucking instant. Now, at this time... I started dating girls at this time. This was later. This was like maybe some years later after that fight, that whole fight situation. I should have left her ass alone then because any friend that'll fight you like that in front of their peoples and slap you and stuff like that, because like like I'm like I'm not supposed to talk unless she tell me to talk or some shit like that. I should have left her alone then, but I didn't. Cause I'm like, okay, well I need a, she need friends. I need friends. She don't got friends, and I'm and I want to be that friend that's gonna be there for because I want somebody to do the same thing for me. Fast forward years later, I end up dating this girl. Now, I didn't know that her and the girl dated back in middle school when we went to middle school. I didn't know that that was her first girlfriend or whatever. I didn't know this type of shit. They didn't tell me this shit until later on in me and the girl's relationship. So, me, I started dating the girl. And the girl, you know what I'm saying? She was like, kind of like, she was like maybe a, a tad bit shorter than me. She was skinny, of course. She had dreads. She was light skinned. She was cute. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like 5'5". Five, five. I think she was like 5... I'm 5'4", I think. So I'm like right now. I think she was like 5'3", five, 5'4". Five. I think we were like around the same height. But she was cute, though. You know what I'm saying? She treated me like a lady. She treated me nice. You know what I'm saying? Took me out to eat. You know, we would talk on the phones and stuff like that. So my so-called friend got motherfucking jealous. Started issues between me and her. We argued. I'm like, look, 
Why are we even arguing? Like, who even told you this lie? She was like, oh, I call. I'm like, why are you even talking to her? You already see she's trying to break us up. She don't want she don't me to fuck with you because I didn't know y'all used to be dealing with each other. So that whole thing turned into some crazy shit. And so one night I had my girlfriend at my house. And we went, well, first of all, we went out. And she was like, let me come pick y'all every time, every time. I mean, once I say every single time. Every, and I allowed it because I felt like I ain't want to get to fight with her. It's just like, I ain't, ain't want to be with all that drama shit. I was really trying to be peaceful in my life at the time. And so, she um she's like, let me come pick y'all up. I got to go to the stripper party on the east side. And I'm like, okay, we finna get ready to go out. So, me and my girlfriend, we went out. She took me out to Buffalo Wild when we came back to the house. I was like, you promised this bitch you'll buy her a bottle of liquor? She was like, yeah, I did. I was like, why did you even do that? So, anyway, we go to buy the bottle of liquor. We got, you know, drinking and shit. So, she was, I was like, she was like, they come to this party. Went to the party. when shit going on. She done got them five some shots off in the motherfucking parking lot. I almost hit a, one of her bullets. I almost hit a, 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 um, an innocent bystander just walking past. Hold on, y'all. Mm. Mm. <coughs> Scare me. <coughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That went out the wrong way. Anyway, so we get to like the little gay club area. Because we was a gay club up the street called Faze. We got to the gay club area. And we get out the car. And she trying to argue. She trying to fight me. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, y'all fucking like, what y'all got going on? Because you let me know. Because I bad to fuck up. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not with that shit. I'm not fighting up no nigga, no bitch, no nothing. <clears throat> y'all got something going on, baby. You can take her home. Like, what y'all got going on? She like... Oh, no. Nah. She all in her face like, you know, you was my first. You was my first girlfriend. You know, I'm going to always love you. You was my motherfucking first and all this and all that. And I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? You supposed to be my friend. And you professing your love for my girlfriend. Okay, cool. That's cool. Got back to my house. She done pulled the titties out in front of my girl. I, I went to the back to use the bathroom. I come back. She done pulled the titties out in front of my girl. Started dancing in front of my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, all kind of shit. So, at that point then, making fat jokes, saying, look, with your fat ass, with your black fat ass, bitch, you black and fat. Da, 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 da. You know, just making little jokes and little remarks and all that. I should have left her ass alone then. So, fast forward. She don't fuck around. Malaysia fam finally put the pause on. Oh shit! I got some. I gotta read that. But she don't fuck around and fuck around and pull the gun. I don't mean try to shoot me. But that's my lesson right there. Had I took her, excuse me for what she was and who she was, I wouldn't have went through that situation. I endured that verbally abusive, sometimes physically abusive friendship. For damn near 10 years, if I think it was 10 years, before I just abruptly, like, you know what? Fuck you, bitch. You put a, when you, when she put a gun out on me and tried to shoot me, that was like the end. That was like the complete end of friendship. Just so happened the, the, the gun was on safety. Now imagine if this shit went on safety, she would have shoot, she would have shot me. Yep, she would have shot me. And I said, a jealous motherfucker kid, a scared motherfucker kid. They say love will get you killed, but where the fuck does hurt get you? And that's why I say, take people, if you're dealing with somebody and they showing you their colors and you keep trying to help them and assist them, take these motherfuckers for who the fuck they are and move the fuck on. Do not be a victim. Do not be a statistic. Do not be 
on a obituary because you're not taking another mo- a motherfucker. Don't even be in a fucked up situation because you're not taking a motherfucker for who the fuck they are. You must understand when people, when a person meets you, they already have their intentions on you. What they're going to do to you when they meet you. Y'all start talking, kicking. They already know what they're going to do with you. They already know if it's going to be a long-term thing or a short-term thing. You got to learn how to take people for who they are. Got to understand that people are always going to show you their colors. It's just a matter of time. Just like when you got down, wash your goddamn, when you wash your black jeans. So many times, eventually it shows you what? It's color, which is a jaded, faded, gray, black type shit. It's like if you wash a white shirt too many times, it turns into what? A, 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 a white color. You know what I'm saying? A white shirt. So you got to understand when people show their true colors shining, believe them colors. And that is my Ruby lesson for today. That was my Ruby lesson for today, guys. Believe people when they show you who the fuck they are, believe them. And I'm pretty sure somebody listening or somebody who's going to listen to this podcast later on have somebody in their life that is showing them the colors, but they're not believing because they're in denial. That's, and, and, and a lot of times, we as people, we as women especially, are always in denial when people do these actions. Oh, I can't believe it. No, he wouldn't do that to me because this person has professed their love or this person has showed me a true friendship. Even me sometimes. Sometimes it ain't good to give people the benefit of the doubt because they think they can run and roll over and run with it. You know what I'm saying? So, I do. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt so I can let you know, like, hey, I let you. So, when I get ready to goddamn put your ass on the chopping block and I chop your motherfucking head off, you know why. Ain't no if and bust about it. Ain't no misconstrued on the story. Ain't none of that shit. So, people, learn to take people. Even when you meet new people. Because the signs be there. You just have to start paying attention. And if you don't have that intuition or that discernment that you want, pray for it. Seek it out. So when you meet people, you can get a feel for them. I always get a feel for people when I meet them. I always feel them out when I meet them. I conversate with them. I might just stare, just sit there and be quiet and just feel their vibe and just stare at them. Just to feel them out and God to put in my spirit like, hey, this person is deserved. Think you need to get away from them. It's just like a computer. Reading that ass. Pray for that. Pray for that. For that discernment. Pray for learning how. Even seek it out. If you don't believe in God, whatever. Seek that discernment out so you can know when you meet people. You know, feel people out when you meet them. Because a lot of times we don't feel people out. We just go for what, what people tell us. Or go for what they semi-show us. Which don't be half of the truth. So... That being said, guys, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to Ruby Lessons, Ruby Sips today. Y'all got a glimpse of, if you're new to the show, welcome. Hopefully, I have you back. If anybody else want to come on and drop their shows or drop what they got going on, uh, whatever, whether it's on, on the app or outside the app, you can do that right now. Let me know. I gave y'all my IG in the comments. You got Ruby Jew Radio. And then you have RubyJew underscore A8. You can follow both of my IGs. I'm only going to probably follow you back on one because I don't need to see your content double time, okay? So, uh, yep, y'all make sure y'all follow me. And if there's nothing else, let's see. Okay, so how y'all liking this new app, though? This is crazy. It's just Cat. Did your app it update? I had to, I had to uh, delete it and then come back in. Now I'm going to have a hard time trying to find my outro song. Let me see if I can find my outro song. Hold on. I've been browsing for it. They probably ain't got it on here because it's a new walkthrough. There we go. 
There it is. There it is. That's my song. That's my song. That's my song. <laughs> All right, y'all. Without further ado, let me make, let me go back to the comments and make sure ain't nobody got. Cause I can't really, I can't see right now. Let's see. Make sure ain't nobody got no. Nope. Nobody has nothing to say. All right, guys. Without further ado, I want to thank you for tuning into the show. Remember, remember, always, 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 always tell the truth, even when no one is listening. Cause somebody hit your ass. Life is too short. So have fun some of the time. Be the energy that you want to attract, okay? And y'all know how my outro go. I be feeling like the man when I walk through. I got all these hoes there when I motherfucking walk through, okay? Court, court has now ended. The judge robe has came off, okay? The docket is over with. I'm about to play my outro song. I love you guys. Well, not all y'all, but I love some of y'all. <laughs> Thank you for the um, support. I definitely appreciate that. If you would like to support my podcast, there is an option on the podcast. You can donate 99 cents a month. You can do $5 a month or you can do $10 a month. I mean, a dollar a month to feed the needy. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of money. I ain't begging, but I am asking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's totally up to you to, you know, if you want to donate, it's options on there if you would like to do that. But, I just appreciate your support anyway, whether you donate or not. I just really, really appreciate the support. Tomorrow on the docket, I'm going to let y'all know we're going to have a docket tomorrow. So tomorrow we're going to have Steve Harvey on the docket. Um, Mr. Potato Head himself, Mr. Potato Head. We're going to have Mr. Potato Head on the docket. And then also, I always just, I don't know if everybody, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Lockdown, but I have always been curious about the movie Lockdown and that rape scene. So I'm going to get into that. I found out some information about that. I'm going to get into that. Also, we're going to get into some more different tea. I don't know, you know, I never always have my docket planned out. I just go with the flow. So I know those things are on the docket for tomorrow. So. And tomorrow, we just vibe out. Once I finish the docket tomorrow, we just vibe the fuck out. Tomorrow, Thursday, I may have me a glass of wine early in the morning, okay? But who gives a fuck? All right? Because guess what? You do what the fuck you want to do when you pop it. But anyway, um, I love you guys. I'm out once again. I'm about to play this outro song. It was fun. It was nice. It's been fun. It's been nice and it's fun, but a bitch got to run. I will holler at y'all on another occasion, okay? Let me get this goddamn song in my rotation. Hold on, hold up, hold up. Okay, so you still can do it the old way. I just wanted to make sure that I could do my goddamn outro song. I be feeling like the men when I walk through. Hey, I got all these hoes staring when I walk through. Ow. Bye, y'all. See y'all tomorrow.